Welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan, and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my co-pilots. I have Mr. Greenbean to my this way. I got Mr. Matt O'Leary to my that way. Greenbean, how you doing tonight? Glad to have you back. Yeah, I was just going to say that. It's nice to be back. Uh, circumstances were such that I was unable to be here for a little bit. So I'm excited to be back with you guys. I missed all of you in the chat. This is my favorite thing to do every week, so uh, it's good to be here. Matt, how you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. Better now that Green Bean is back with us, but mm -hmm. uh, still a little bit sad about our football team, even though like that's what happened was kind of what I expected, but still not great. And poor Green Bean in the building. That's awful. Oh, <laughs> poor Green Bean had to witness that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Boys and girls, if you're just hopping in with us, make sure you hit that like button. It goes a long way to supporting the channel. If you want to get into our t-shirt jersey giveaway, any super chat that comes in is going to be qualified as well as, well as anyone who time stamps any of the moments after the fact. So if you're watching this after this is already aired, you can timestamp some moments from the stream down below in the YouTube comments, and you'll be qualified for next week's t-shirt giveaway. So if you guys timestamped our video from last week, we're going to pull those over as well at the end of the show. You guys get some cool uh, potential merch coming your way. Let's see. Let's throw this one up real quick. We got the Just End the Tackle Search, courtesy of Billy SBC. So Billy SBC, make sure you reach out to TalkingJetShow at gmail.com or JetsTalk247 at gmail.com because you came up with a really cool fun acronym for a shirt and we want to send you a shirt courtesy of uh well you i guess <laughs> so so thank you uh and these are on sale at the uh talkingjets.com website uh, and if you use promo code holiday you get 30 percent off anything in your order boom yeah cyber Tuesday. look at that i love it <laughs> right gotta do a little That's christmas good. shopping you got the Brees hall shirt you got yeah. the rogers wilson 2024 shirt got some good stuff over there yeah, that's my favorite. Although this one, this one is fantastic. I mean, I just, you know, I saw this today. This is fantastic. Just to end the tackle search. Dude, it has been ridiculous. You know, uh, the uh, the Browns lost their tackles this year. Mm -hmm. They look okay. Like, for yeah. us, it's like we're like 19 tackles deep since Joe Douglas got here. What the hell's going on? Uh, it's, it's like uncanny how many IR guys we get. Matt, what are you thinking about this tackle search? Uh, I would like for it to be over, please. And that's why I'm team <laughs> offensive tackle in round one. I'm sure we'll do some mock draft stuff, you know, sooner rather than later, because uh, unfortunately this team keeps losing games, which is really annoying. But um, yeah, I, I, I think the Jets should really end this tackle search because they haven't had stable tackles since the Brickershaw Ferguson was here. It is Yeesh. way, way too long since we've had a stable of good offensive linemen. I think we're all, or a lot of us, a lot of us are on the, the same uh, wavelength with getting the offensive linemen in the draft, but there's going to be a lot of discussion this offseason. Are we getting rid of anyone? Are we getting a new signal caller? Who knows? Maybe a new quarterback sitting behind Aaron Rodgers. Are we going all in for the, the Super Bowl next year, going offensive line? Lots of things to discuss. So I guess let's... Hop off. Do we want to talk about the game at this point? The game's almost like a week old since it happened on Friday, or do we want to go into like the ramifications of having lost the Dolphins game? And now what do we do? I'll let you guys kind of steer me on this one. I, I don't know how much time we got to spend on that debacle. <sighs> no, well, right, screw it. we're going into this. Should yeah. anyone get fired? Green Bean, we'll go to you first. Well, 
All right. Well, let me just say, I'll just tell you from the game. You know what I mean? Uh, number one, I got to hang out with Phil from Jet Nation before I, you know, we hung out there, which was which was really, really, really cool. But I have to, I was surprised by the optimism in the parking lot before the game. Mm. Like Jets fans, I'm convinced. I mean, I have always known this, but this game, I, I walked around the parking lot with this weird kind of surreal realization. Like I was walking through reality for the first time. We are legitimately stupid people. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what I was thinking. Like, people were like, damn, it's boil time, baby. I'm like, it's boil time. Like, that's what we're yelling. Anyway, it wasn't once. It was like all over the place. Like, everybody's, you know, squish the fish, all this stuff we're saying. I'm like, dude, we're going to get killed in there. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? Now I'm rooting that, you know, I liked going into the idea of going to the half, at, you know, 10-6 because we can't kick a damn mm -hmm. extra point anymore. Uh, but, you know, dude, that was like, okay, I'll take that. I was excited. And then we get, you know, another Jets idiom, the fail Mary or the hell. I, I think fail Mary will stick. I, I don't know. I know hell Mary kind of. Had the initial track the uh, the Packers one, the Packers Seattle one. That's why they're not using the fail Mary. Oh, is that why? Yeah, when the Rogers threw up the hail Mary, and like I think it was the the Seahawk guy, or maybe it was the Saints that came down with it, and like it was the replacement refs, and it was a whole big shit show of like who caught the the touchdown. Yeah, well, I'm gonna keep saying fail Mary until I'm an idiot. All right, I like it way more than hail Mary. Hail Mary, just, yeah, it doesn't roll off the tongue quite as easily. It rings, but like what other franchise has this many of those? You know what I mean? Like the butt fumble, the fake spike, the fail merit. Like who has this stuff? And it's, it's scripted, uh, Greenbean. You know this. They who told us not such to let thing? this they told us not to let it out of the bag. I just spilled the beans. All the beans. Dude, I just if the NFL is scripted, the Jets curse showed the script writers you cannot come to my house and tell me what to do that's what happened you, the jets curse is reign supreme dude it's not a joke anymore. you guys are gonna get aaron Rodgers. you guys are gonna go to the super bowl uh-uh no 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 you don't write our script we're gonna tear that's his right. achilles that's what happens that's yeah, how you're gonna run jets him football. out on the field Ugh. holding the american flag on september 11th under spotlights all right Ugh. that's fine wait till we start playing <laughs> So anyway, it was it was freezing. I stayed a little longer than I wanted to because I was there with my buddy who's a Miami fan, so I kind of hung out until he was cold enough to leave. Um, but yeah, dude, what a clunker. What a, I hate I hate going to Jets games. I have to be honest. So, you, you know, we heard let Russ cook. You're not going to let Tim Boyle. Like, how are you feeling about Timmy Boyle starting this, uh, this weekend? Well, this is where, like, you know, and, and we'll talk about, you know, who I think you were saying, like, who should be fired and all that stuff, right? So mm -hmm. um, I lean, I, I don't want to say I lean. I'm firmly in the camp that you got to give this crew there. You know, they built this, they designed this team to do a certain thing and four plays in, it got uprooted and the whole thing. And, you know, so I think you got to let them, we have to see, from my opinion, we have to see what, what this all looks like with Hackett, Aaron Rodgers, like the whole thing. We have to. I mean, we we did it. It was our whole offseason. It was built around it. And uh, so I'm not on the side of of uh, of firing anybody. But 
this is the stuff that starts to chip away at my resolve. It's like, where's the wisdom? Tell me why. What has this guy shown you that he should be a starting NFL quarterback for three con- another another week, the third consecutive week? What has he shown you? Nothing. He's the only person on earth that could possibly give Zach Truthers a foothold to say it wasn't all. It wasn't Zach. Zach was not the problem. And he's the only guy. That can do it. And here we are. You know who won Black Friday green bean for the Jets? Zach Zach. freaking Wilson. Zach Wilson won Black Friday for the New York (laughs) Jets. That's what it was. Yeah. And and all of his minions. It's a a funny thing, man. So I don't know. I, I, um, I don't like to. I just, I would rather just go to Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon has to be looking like such bad, so bad. And he flubbed up the extra point. I think that's why we missed it, right? Because he hasn't been holding all year and the, mm-hmm. and the whole thing. So, um, I mean, he's got to be so bad that Tim Boyle is, is a better option. I mean, I think, I mean, where's the wisdom in all this? I don't know. I would love to see our coaches. I don't give a shit if we run through 12 quarterbacks in the next two weeks. Like, find somebody that can play NFL football. That's all I want. So I don't like it. I, I don't like the idea of Tim Boyle starting again. I think it's useless. I'm getting my tinfoil hat on, Greenby, and I'm about to tell you why Timmy Boyle is starting right now. All right. And it's I'm because ready. they are protecting Nathaniel Hackett. Because you know what's going to happen? We're going we're gonna to trot out Timmy Boyle, Timmy Simmer, for like three weeks in a row. He's going to stink it up like he did in college, like he did ever since he got into the pros. And they're going to be like, oh, man, rats. The guy that's been here all... Off season, that ran the scout team. He's just, he, I guess he's not that good. I guess he's not that good. We're going to trot out Trevor Simeon now. And it's going to it's gonna look exactly the same because Hackett's still going to be here and this offense is going to look like dog shit. And they're going to say, ah, oh, man, Trevor Simeon, he came in partway through the season and he did rats. It just, you know, it didn't look good. The team had given up or whatever. But you know what? It's the end of the season. Aaron Rodgers coming back. Hackett's off the hot seat. Doesn't matter. You know, everyone's on the hot seat next year. But that's, I think they're protecting Hackett by like slow rolling this like BS quarterback stuff. I don't know, Matt. I don't know if I, I think that's a very, very thin argument. You think Simeon is that much worse than Tim Boyle that they decided to put Tim Boyle there? Or do you think they're actually like, I, I there's no way Tim Boyle's better than Simeon. No way. Why right? would sucking protect Hackett? No, it's you say the quarterback. It's like, okay, look, it's just it's the quarterback, the issue. Then you can roll to the next quarterback and say, like, all right, you know, Timmy Boyle was never good in the NFL, but we tried to roll with him because he was our backup or third string or whatever. And then you roll with Simeon. I think it's I think that's what they're doing. I think they're trying to shield Hackett as best they can. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it either. Matt, should anyone get fired? Uh I, I would like to call ATL Huntley said, Matt, I love you, but no one is protecting Hackett. I even on the show when we're together, we get confused. I, dude, it happens I all the time. Like I, I, I get complaint, not complaints. I get comments in my comment section that'll be like, "Hey Matt, what do you think of this?" And I'm like, "You know what? I'm Ryan." <laughs> Start the whole no. thing. Hey Ryan, I'll be your pilot, and I even put the names Ryan and which, which way are you, Matt? And for some reason, we can never get. I'm always getting confused. No, it's it's not it's not necessarily on the the mistake from uh, Ato Huntley or Ato Huntley. It's more I don't want that nonsense associated with me because that's what Ryan was spewing there. That was that was some grade A hot garbage nonsense. What? Uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> there you go. Right. Think, Thank you. Yeah, tell me, Tim Boyle's better than Trevor Simeon, Matt. 
No, I don't believe it. I I, I don't. Then what are they doing? They're not protecting Hackett because this is Hackett's guy. Hackett loves his guys. That's why Billy Turner is also here. Like Billy Turner's not starting right now. He sucks. He's hurt. Yeah, but like you. So what's the? You you think it's just because they loved Tim Boyle that that's the reason they're starting him, and they think he? There's no way you can think he's better. Not you, but I mean, like our team. This regime puts so much stock into guys who know their system. They care more about that. And the vets, too. They're like, hey, I want this guy who we think has a higher floor than the rookie who may have a higher ceiling because of the potential variance. Like, the fact that we're going into week 13 and Izzy Abanacanda still can't get on the field because he can't pass protect. Meanwhile, Dalvin Cook gets cooked every single week in pass protection is just absolutely insane, but it's because he's a veteran. And I think because Tim Boyle is a veteran who's been with Nathaniel Hackett multiple times in his career that he just trusts him more than the guy he doesn't know. And Trevor Simeon, even though Simeon's production in the NFL was better than all three of those guys. And that's not to say that Trevor Simeon's skills are better than Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is the most skilled quarterback on the jets, but production wise, of the three, it's been Ben Simeon. So I, that's the one that I would play. But it's clear that Hackett, Salah, everybody here is like, oh, well, let's get the guy in who knows the system the best, which I think is dumb. I think it's dumb, too. I like yeah, mine they have better this, because like, it's more attractive. <laughs> well, and to dovetail with that, it's like there's like a loyalty thing that they do. Right. Sure. It's like, and I agree that there's like money things that they do. I'm, I'm glad to see that they benched Lazard, who tried really hard to take away that one touchdown that we did get uh, two weeks ago when he dropped the ball on the friggin' three yard line right in his hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so I'm nice to see, it's nice to see that they're doing some of that. But it's my opinion that Salah should have been running roughshod through this roster. Like, get the fuck off the field. Like, that's what he should have been doing to the Dwayne Browns, Uzomas of the world. Like, he should be ripping those guys off the field, and he wasn't. And I just feel like there's this loyalty, this belief in, you know, and and the, and that's admirable in some senses, right? It is. Like, you don't want to respond to the emotional whims of the fan base and our media and all that. You don't want to do that. At the same time, if you're watching the same film I'm watching, you see that this guy is hot garbage week after week after week after week. Like, there's got to be some sort of balls like we see with other franchises. They say, sit down. Sit down. You, you're you not playing uh, up to what we need you to play to, and it's time for you to sit the hell down. And I think uh, Salah and company are kind of – they're just stuck they're 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 slow to make the move, and I don't like it. And that's what I think is really going on. Like Matt said, the system thing. There's a valuing. Oh well, he knows our system. Like let fucking Simeon come. Who gives a shit if he knows the system? Our system. Look at it. We we are the worst offense in NFL history. What good is it, man? Get somebody in here to shake it up. And we just, I think we're just we're too slow rolling to do it. It's it's crazy, maddening. I'm with Green Bean on this one. I like. I don't know how you can look at Trevor Simeon and Tim Boyle's like bodies of work and say one gives you a better shot than the other, and like come away with Tim Boyle being the the answer to that question. Like it just doesn't make any sense to me. And then when you see what you've seen out of like I, I sat and watched him through training camp and was like, this guy stinks. Like he's yeah. really bad. He should not be on the active roster. And like if I'm seeing it just through like the 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 public practices, the coaches have got to be seeing it. And Trevor Simeon being here. 
you got to think he, at the worst he can be 32nd in the league. Like, I don't know. There, there's more upside with Trevor Simeon, and it's really frustrating that we're not doing anything about it. But as far as should anyone get fired, I don't think anyone's getting fired. I think everyone's back. Like Green Bean said, they're going to get their opportunity with Rodgers. I think the temperature is going to be really hot, and I'm pretty sure that Douglas and Salah are both going into the final years of their contract, which means they're both going to be lame duck uh, coach and GM for next year, too, because I don't envision them necessarily getting an extension, even though like a one-year extension wouldn't necessarily be like a huge vote of confidence. Um, I don't know. Matt, do you think anyone should get fired at all? Um... I don't think that would be my plan. Like, I don't think I'm pulling the plug on this with the caveat that I've, that's kind of been my stance now for like the last two weeks. If either of Joe Douglas or Robert Sala lose their job, I don't really feel any sympathy towards either of them because I think they both did a lot of things to bring that on. Again, I'm not mm -hmm. saying that I'm rooting for them to get the pull, the plug pulled on them now, but I think you could make a case for it. And if it happened, I'd go, okay, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I, I'm kind of caught in this limbo. I do feel like they should stay and see out this Rodgers thing. But then I get into this weird flux of like, we're going to have a really high pick. And I totally understand where people are coming from saying they want a quarterback in round one. I don't think that's how we're going to handle it because you got Rodgers and everything like that. But like, does Douglas try to make, what does Douglas going into a year that he's on the hot seat and Sal is on the hot seat do with someone like Bryce Huff? Is he too valuable to lose is he more valuable in getting someone else because you've already invested other, uh, you know, assets into him? Like, how does Douglas, how is he allowed to use our draft capital and our salary cap space that could be, you know, shifted in the future? Like, maybe he's like, screw it, I'm going to, T. Higgins, Mike Evans, everyone, we're pushing the cap hits off into the future because screw it, I don't have to resign Garrett Wilson, and I don't have to resign Sauce Gardner, and I don't have to resign Brees Hall because I'm not going to be here next year. Like, that's the kind of the scary thing. Like, are we going to put handcuffs on our GM, or are we going to let him have, like, free reign to do what he wants? Green Bean. No, I say... Good. You know, like, let them know, hey, man, you're on the you're on the hot seat. You know, you look at your you've had now five drafts or whatever it is. Uh, Salah's had three full seasons. Uh, you know, here's your record. You got 15 wins in the past three years or, or whatever it is. Um, and maybe Joe Douglas starts stops having that hard line and getting beat by teams that offer guys another five hundred thousand dollars and we lose out because he's frugal. Like, how about this? How about just if you're going to get Orlando Brown and you're close and he's leaning, blow his doors off and get him in here. You know what I mean? Like, that's a guy you want to bring in. If you got to do that with Devontae Adams, blow his doors off and get him in here. You know what I mean? Like, so we've lost a lot of – look at the free agents that we've brought in in Joe Douglas's tender. Very few. Like, you can consider Lake and Tomlinson pretty much the only one that was like a top tier. He was – Widely Reed. considered, you know what I mean? Top, like, if he wasn't your top, he was in your top three for guards in that draft class. I'm sorry, in that free agent class. So, but other than that, we get all mid tier guys. We get Uzoma, we get Pierre Desir, we get, you know what I mean? All these types of guys, and some work out and some don't. But even DJ Reed, DJ Reed wasn't like the top cornerback on the, on, uh, in that free agent, in that free agent class. Look at uh, White Jacks. Who was the, well, was look that at that White year or was that last year? It was two two years ago. Well, um, I know when Reed got here. I wasn't sure when JC Jackson was a free agent. Well, remember when when we all wanted Marcus Williams? Yes. And we yeah. got, you know, 
We didn't get a safety. And the, the word, the rumor was the Jets were negotiating with him and the Ravens came in and stole him. Now, then a, a, a report came out and said they, they, that's not true, blah, blah, blah. We don't know, but the truth is we all had him as our top guy. He was the top safety out there. The Ravens got him and we got Jordan Whitehead. And, and, you know, it, you know, and it's like a, it's like a poor man's version. You know what I mean? That's what we get. We get the guy that's cheaper. He's a mid tier and we're hoping our system can, can raise, you know, you know, fit in our defense and, and that's all well and good, but maybe just maybe Joe Douglas, if he does realize, Hey dude, there's a good chance. You're not even here next year. If you don't win some friggin' games. And how about you do everything humanly possible to make sure the offense works? Oh, and by the way, with your first-round pick, top 15 pick, how about you don't use it for a developmental edge rusher, uh, mm. you know, a specialist? How about you bring in somebody to bolster the weaker side of the unit, or, or I'm sorry, of the team, which is the offensive unit? Oh, and by the way, we have this uh, 40-year-old quarterback that's going to be here for a total of of uh, maybe two seasons. How about you put all of your resources into making sure that he's upright and that he can succeed instead of depending on a guy who's four, 39 years old and he's coming off rotator cuff surgery? How about that? <laughs> that makes too much sense, Bean. Can you right? be our GM? What if I, how about that? What do you think, Matt? Do, do you think we should allow Douglas to to spend what he wants and do what he wants yep. in order to make it work yeah. for next year? Money course, and, and picks be damn. Fuck yeah, yeah, of course. Spend it all. Yes, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go for it, absolutely. Like if you're gonna have him here and be like, oh, by the way, caveat: you can't go balls to the wall because we're thinking maybe if things don't work out, we'll let you go at the end of the year. Well, like yeah, that's cutting off your so nose. So 2025 first is on the table. To if trade. you're going. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I just, it, I'm just sure. I'm curious where your guys' heads are at. I'm, just, I'm not I'm not I wouldn't let him move the 2025 first. I don't think it would have to be like a really good player for me to want to do that. Who gives a shit if you're if you're going if you're trying? I gives a shit. I gotta be here. Douglas and Sal are gonna be gone. Fuck them. No, <laughs> like, I, no, I want to be is, here. I want my pick. But if he does it right, he's securing his own job, Ryan. So let him fight. He, sure. if he's doing things, you know, look, if he's, if you see him out there, like I'll give you a first round pick for Jameis Winston, like, all right, then all right, first round down for Devonte Adams. I'm going to lose my cool. I'm going to be absolutely flipping nuts. <laughs> I'd be so upset. I don't want to lose Why? a first round pick for Devonte Adams. I do not think he's worth it. Why? Because I'd rather <laughs> T Higgins or Mike Green, Evans or Darnell Green, Mooney or Hollywood. Pick. Like it's his children is even I, the telling first you round why. pick a five year rookie contract. <laughs> I don't want to give it up for a 31 year old wide receiver on a one year, $17.5 million deal. Or you got to give him more money. Like, no, I'm sorry. I'm not doing it with Devonte Adams. Other players, maybe by the way, but what? not that it matters. I said, I don't think that's what it would cost anyway, by the way, but like, I, I don't care about giving up the 2025 first round round pick. If, if it came to that, and it was getting trying to go all in, in in 2024. I'm good with that. It's like the it's the polar opposite of the argument where it's the people are saying Joe Douglas, like they might need to move off of Robert Sala and Joe Douglas, uh, but the Jets probably won't do that anyway. And then it's okay. Well, you have to take a quarterback in the first round to have him sit behind Rodgers. And if it doesn't work out with Rodgers in 2024, 
then both Rodgers, then both, excuse me, Salah and Douglas are getting fired and they will never see that quarterback play that they took in the first round to develop. So it doesn't even matter. The point being, you have to go in for this window with Aaron Rodgers. And if it takes draft capital to do that, to get established players, then then do it. I do not want to do that because God for I mean, I, I have to hedge my bets in some degree because our team right now, if you had to go into next offseason, you're like, all right, we got to get rid of Robert Sal and Joe Douglas. We're going to get some limp dip fucking coach that's going to like we're not going to have any draft picks. The dead cap hit for Rodgers is coming in 2025. Then like we are a total barren wasteland. Maybe that's what we signed up for when we traded for Rodgers. But like, I don't know. I don't want to give up the 2025 first. You, it would have to be an insanely good player for me to to want to make that move. Like, trading up for someone, I don't know if that's like... Now, let's say you gave up the 2025 first to get, like, a quarterback at the end of this first round or something like that. You know what? I could live with something like that, but, like... I don't know. I just I don't want to no, lose the twenty twenty five. Hold on, you trade a uh, no. I'm uh, saying uh, using the twenty twenty five first as collateral for something. You're either trading him for a developed player, or you're using it to move up in this year's draft in some capacity. You're okay like, to like move up one, but not okay with trading for the established player. Yes, uh, Devonte Adams. Yes, I would hundred percent rather a five year oh. rookie player this year than a one year thirty one year old player when there's a bunch of really good free agent wide receivers. Yes, absolutely. I'm not trading a first-round pick for Devontae Adams. You won't have to. You're getting mad over something that's not going to happen anyway. It's not going to cost a first-round pick. So maybe a first-round – I don't know. Maybe I'm just irrational. I'm sorry. (laughs) This tinfoil is too bad. All right. Let's let's say – but let's get back to, like, generally speaking. All right. All right. So you don't – that's not the player you'd want to give a pick for and all that jazz. Fine. That's that's fine. We all have our preferences one way or the other. But – the idea that you would hold Joe Douglas back if he wants to, because look, the truth is, is that he's built by and large, other than this quarterback offensive line, this offensive thing, you know, like we have some serious players on offense and Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall, but our defense is top tier. Now they're cracking now, right? They're, they're definitely, they're not able to hold up the whole team all season, but He's done a good job, all right? Like, uh, you know, two-thirds of the team uh, defense and special teams are are borderline elite. The offense is is so bad that that's where we are. So the idea that you're going to handcuff this guy and ensure that his last season is a failure makes no sense to me. He's the general manager, and if he's going to be motivated to kind of kick that money up a little bit and get the guys that he needs to bring in here. If it's Michael Evans, if it, whatever tackles, I don't, I don't know which tackles are going to be uh, available, but let's say we go into the draft. We don't even need a tackle anymore. You know, that kind of a thing. Um, I say you let him do it. And if he's going to use next year's draft capital, I hear what you're saying, Ryan, but if he wins, he's going to be here. You know what I mean? Like you let him try to secure his own job. Let him try to win. We still have Aaron Rodgers. We still have Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. And we still have Izzy Abanikanda. And we still have this defense. Most of the defense is under contract. We're, well, you got Bryce Huff to consider. That's it. Everybody else is solid. Anybody that we want anyway. So, like, this team, like, we're still, even though it looks like we've sunk into the abyss, we're really not that far away. And I'll tell you, if you put me in there right now, I'd fucking, I'd get this team to win. I know I would. 
I know I got the 2025 pick. I mean, unless we're just saying screw the veteran, screw the the rookies at that point and just going for like a vet quarterback, I feel like that 2025 pick shouldn't be allowed to be moved. I think it's like, hey, you've got enough assets. You've had however many first round picks. You've taken eight offensive players in the top two rounds since you've been here. You've taken three defensive players in the top two rounds since you've been here. Like, time to fucking sack up and actually hit on your picks. Like, the the offense has to click next year without mortgaging away the future, in my opinion. We got plenty of cap space. We're going to have, like, $60 million in cap space by the time everything's all said and done. You got plenty of draft capital. I think we're going to end up with, like, I've been saying the seven pick overall. So if you want to trade down from there, I'm totally down for that to recoup some more picks. I don't know. I don't want to mortgage the future for this regime right now. That's That feels a little worrisome. If you're going to do that, then just fire them. That, yes. Yes, agree. Yes, but like you have enough That's assets called, to Ryan, do what I'm you need to do. You. I, I'm disappointed in you. I, I I have to check to see if your vagina is is okay. Oh my god! Wow, <laughs> wow! That's a, I got the power. Screw green bean. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Let me go on my soapbox. Oh, oh, gonna, oh that was I, great. Look, I, there's pl- you're gonna have sixty million dollars in salary cap space. You're gonna have what like. 10 first round picks by the time this year's done. I'm telling you, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Matt, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. You want to mortgage away the future with Joe Douglas and Robert Sala on the hot seat. I don't think it's right. I don't think you have to do that. I think you should be able to put a team around Rodgers, fix the offensive line, get him weapons with all the assets we have currently at our disposal. Plenty of free agent cap space, plenty of draft picks, I hate everyone. They suck. are on pace to have a worse offense than the. But expect- I think that's hack it. I don't think it's the players. The players were like, look, our offense sucked last year, but it wasn't like this. Like we had like quarterbacks coming in that were getting 300 yards. Like I'm telling you, I think it's hack it. That's more my issue. And I know hack it's not going anywhere, but like, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I don't. I'm just yelling at the windmill. Uh, Sky C, we're going to go over to you now. And then we'll we'll go back to some of the other Super Chats. He says, hey, guys, I agree that Salah is slower to change. I feel it's a philosophy thing. Salah is super into Navy SEALs. Never let go of your man type thing. Maybe to the team's detriment. Sad to say, looking to see your draft preview. So I'm excited to see when we get into like draft season. But I'm like trying to avoid it as best we can, even though I've already done a mock off season and Matt's already done his first Monday night mock draft. And I think green beans already thinking draft as well, but yes, I think, uh, what do you think, Matt? Do you think we're to our detriment? Is it better to hold on to guys longer and, uh, you know, show that loyalty maybe than to make the move. I, I think that's been one of the biggest reasons for Joe Douglas and Robert Salas, any of the failures that they've had. I think it's because they've been way too loyal to their guys, specifically Zach Wilson. I mean, Zach Wilson's the perfect example of uh, them being way too loyal to their guys. But um, they probably went on too long this year with CJ Uzama. They probably went on too long this year with Al Lazard. Um, they are very veteran heavy and trust those guys and uh another example another joe douglas example he held on to Braden man until he literally couldn't and he was losing yeah. them games last year and then finally said you know what 
We're going to move on. We'll cut him, and then we'll bring back Thomas Morstead, who you had in the building two years ago, who was better then, and they could have just stuck and rode with him, but they didn't because they used the sixth-round pick to draft the punter, and he didn't want to give up on that sixth-round pick. So I think both of the biggest issues with both Salah and Douglas, when they, I, I like a lot of things that they do, but they are too stubborn uh, for their own good at times. So I agree with Sky C. Yeah, let's just let him use the 2025 first draft. I'm going to – ah, sorry. <laughs> Green, Green Bean, talk to me. Any any thoughts on, uh, is it a detrimental thing that we are slow to move off of, guys? Or do you think it's uh Yeah, well, I think it's pot- it can be a positive, right? Absolutely. But I think what we are seeing is, I mean, dude, we're on a four-game. We were four and three, guys. We were four and three. All right. Without Aaron Rodgers, we were a scrappy team. We played, you know, tough football, smart football, good defense and, uh, you know, limited mistakes and all that stuff. Just like last year, we are in a, 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 a spiral, a tailspin. The idea that we are, this is the time to stay the course is ridiculous especially when you're staying the course for guys who have never done anything in their career. That's like, it's one thing if, you know, you're, if, you know, you're, you're riding a vet quarterback who's had 4,800 yard seasons or whatever, and he's having a dip. Yeah. Stick with him. You know, he's going to come back around. At least he's got a good shot to what the hell has Tim Boyle ever done? Dalvin cook is toast. You know what I mean? Like, you know, all it just, the, you know, and I'll just leave it at Tim Boyle, like Tim Boyle, like Zach Wilson has had three, years dude he's done almost nothing we've had numerous two offensive coordinators you know i mean and and we watch the film they watch the same film we do you see it every single play he's missing wide open guys guys that are right in front of him he can't see the field he can't read the defense it's you know we know it at this point so why are we loyal to that because of upside three years upside loses its its luster tim boyle's never done anything so yes i do believe at this point it's to our detriment uh you know it can be a positive but right now it's not ny jets steven ventu thank you so much for the super chat says gentlemen the jets have the worst offensive line in football they will never win if they don't fix it this offseason i don't care who the gm or coach is ryan is not hackett 14 Line combos, I agree with Greenbean. So I think it is Hackett. I think we saw the same issues we saw in Denver last year uh, with Hackett that we're seeing right now that we're seeing with uh, Zach Wilson and Tim Boyle with the offense. I think it doesn't make any sense. Every time you throw an incompletion on first down, it's a guaranteed run up the middle on second and 10, and then you're guaranteed a third and 10 opportunity right after that. I'm sorry. I think it's definitely Hackett. I do think the offensive line needs to be fixed, and I'm all about signing the best possible offensive lineman in free agency, drafting the best possible offensive lineman in round one, and then going back to the well in round three or round four. Matt and I both had the same exact guy, uh, the guard from Michigan, Zach Zinter, just load up the offensive line. I'm fine with adding all these different faces. I just think that Hackett is the problem, and I'd rather draft offensive linemen and bring an offensive lineman that can be here beyond this one coaching staff than, you know, allow them to, I don't know, I guess steal from tomorrow for today's happiness because they're not going to be here if that makes sense matt anything to add on the offensive line being the issue not so much hackett 
Um, the reason the Jets are a historically bad offense is because their play caller, offensive line, and any quarterback they put on the field stinks. It's it's everything. It's not just the offensive line. It's not just Tackett. It's not just uh, the quarterback, which is why <clears throat> I had such a hard time with you know with the people who um, would not give any blame to Zach Wilson because and just cite the Hackett and offensive line excuses. And while they are both really really bad. Zach was a part of the issues. And while the offensive line being really, really bad is a part of the reason the offensive line, that doesn't excuse Nathaniel Hackett being a bottom two offensive coordinator in the sport right now. So uh, I think it's really a combination of all these terrible things, which is why the Jets are struggling so bad. Greenbean, any thoughts on the Hackett offensive line side of things? Like how would you fix the offensive line moving into the offseason maybe? Well, just to be clear, I think Hackett sucks too. Like, you know what I mean? Don't don't get me wrong. Like when I say, I think Matt just said it very, very well. There's a lot of reasons for it. But as we've seen, uh, Aaron Rodgers, a good quarterback, a, a good quarterback, like good, somebody who's solid and, you know, uh, upper tier can mask a lot of that stuff. Um, we have not had that. So um, granted, I understand with when you have Tim Boyle and Zach Wilson why you're playing Zach Wilson for as long as you did. I do understand that. I said it, uh, you know, a whole bunch when when Salah says, you know, hey Zach gives us the best chance to win. He's not saying necessarily we love our Zach Wilson. He's saying I got nothing else but Zach Wilson. So we bring uh, Strebler in. And I'm sorry, not <laughs> I saw a Strebler package and the, the Tony Alexio would still with the Strebler package. <laughs> uh, you're the best, Tony. I I, I have to admit, man. Uh, man you're look. the Robert Sala of of commenters in our in our chat. You know, you definitely stay the course, buddy. You hold strong. Um, but uh, yeah, I just I don't know. Like, so, all right, so, but here's the thing. So I don't like Hackett at all, right? I don't think he's good. I don't like his situational awareness. I think he plays pussy ball. I don't think he plays to win. Uh, you know, there's, I think they're way too conservative. I, you know, I don't think they capitalize on, on the strengths and weaknesses of the opposing team. There's all that stuff that I wish I would see them do. But that said, when I, up until I stopped watching film about three games ago, because I haven't watched a second of all 22 in a couple weeks, I can't stomach it. I can't do it. Um, there's open guys all over the place. Again, I'm not saying that he's perfect or anything, but any legit quarterback could have hit those open guys, and who knows? We're moving the ball. Like, there are open guys more than enough, and there's more than enough time. Even though the offensive line sucks, I will concede that point. I see it too. I see the same thing everybody else sees. But when you look at it, there's 2.5 to 3.5 seconds often for, for both Zach Wilson and Tim Boyle. Yes, there are plays where the guy just runs free and crushes them totally. But there's plenty of plays where there's an open guy and there's time, and you see it all the time. We were watching it in the Chargers game when you can see the whole field. You can see it on the All-22. It's it's constant. So even though Hackett sucks, even though the offensive line sucks, I do land that if we had a quarterback worth a hill of beans, 
we would be talking about a different scenario. We would have beaten teams like the Raiders. I think we would have beaten the New England Patriots. So we would be kind of this, this middling team that's up and down and then justifying an Aaron Rodgers return as opposed to talking about the worst offense uh, in NFL history. That's the difference, in my opinion. Matt, a hill of beans. That is slang in Santa's workshop, actually. That's right. <laughs> oh, so I, hill of beans before. I love it. It's not, it's not December yet. I'll put the Santa hat on in, in December. All right. Let's there. rip through a few super chats here. Uh, the small Heath court jester says draft to his brother in the third round, sit one year behind Aaron Rodgers. I do like the idea of adding a quarterback in the third or fourth round. I think the third round becomes a little more realistic because I wanted Zinter, but with the injury, I think he is going to fall a little bit. Um, I'm fine with adding a quarterback in this year's draft. I don't know if it's going to be to his brother. I'm good on drafting a 5'11 quarterback and someone – I think he's projected to be a UDFA. I don't think he's projected to get drafted. So maybe saying undraft – free agent to his brother on the after the third day of the draft. That's what I'm going to take it as. Lucky Leo says, trade Huff for a first or a second or keep him. I would keep Huff, Huff for this year. I would franchise tag him. I would try to extend him. If you can extend him for like the John Franklin Myers contract I, on like a three-year deal or something, I'm down for that. I get the feeling that Huff's going to want to test the open market, and I think he's going to force us to franchise tag him, and I think it's going to be a one-year $17.3 million franchise tag. We're going to roll with him for one season, all in for Aaron Rodgers, and then next year, it's either going to be sign him or the new GM can, you know, make the decision of of retaining Huff or franchise tagging and trading him. Then I would trade him next offseason as opposed to moving him this year for a first or second round pick. Uh, Matt, I'll throw it to you first. What do you think about Huff and would a first or second round pick do it for you to move him? No, I don't want to trade my best pass rusher. Um, they should give him a long-term deal. I think they are dumb that they haven't done it already. Um, and if it comes to just franchise tagging him and then him leaving after the 2024 season, I think that would be a massive mistake. Now, if he wants to test the open market, like the, there, you have to have his grace to sign the contract. Like the Jets might be offering him a deal and like he might be wanting, you know, four years, hundred million. Like, are you good with four years, hundred million? Or do you want like, you know, I don't know. I feel like he wants to test the open market. Like if we're stuck I, with the franchise tag. I don't know that. Um, I don't think they went to Bryce Huff's camp though in season. Didn't Huff have the quote that they, the jets haven't approached him about an extension yet. That was earlier in the season. I Douglas did come out. I think it was at the bye week and said there have been preliminary talks uh, about an extension. So, well, I, I mean, mean not surprising that they're probably undervaluing him. They've done it for four years now. So um, mm. I, I think it's been a mistake this whole time. So I don't yeah. think they're up the money. I think if they offered him what he is worth, then I think he would sign because this is a great system for edge rushers who just pin their ears back and get after the quarterback because he's going to get a ton of pressures and a ton of sacks. Greenbean, what about you? What do you think Huff is worth in a contract? And would a first or second round pick entice you enough to move him? Well, I mean, uh, I think they should keep him. I mean, you know, having a legitimate pass rusher like him, we clearly it's not the easiest thing to find. I mean, we feel like we're kind of, you know, uh, rich in that area right now, but it can change overnight. So you have a guy, he's homegrown uh, right here. 
keep him. Uh, pay him. I mean, he's a, you know, pay him what he's worth. I mean, I don't know the exact numbers I would, uh, I would throw at him, but I do think that you're right, Ryan. I think he's going to want to test the open market. I think we're going to have to franchise him. Now, if somebody came and blew my doors off with like a first plus, uh, I might take it, especially when I look at, you know, where I got him from, which is the undrafted free agent pool. Uh, I might do that, but I think you're going to use the first and try to hope to find somebody that's as good as Bryce Huff. You know what I mean? But it all depends on what they feel about Will McDonald. I mean, is Will McDonald going to come around the mountain and be that guy uh, in year two? Do you feel that confident about it? You used the first on him. Um, so I don't know. I think, but my, if it was me, I would just like Matt said, I would already be working with Bryce Huff's agents to secure him for three to four years. Yeah, I think you hold on to him through next year. It lets you see what you have in Will McDonald anyway, because maybe Will McDonald winds up being, you know, not the player you thought he was, and then you're more inclined to give Huff more money than you were offering this offseason. I, I do think he should be here for this year, though. Uh, Lucky Leo says, I can see Trevor coming in if Boyle starts choking. I do think they could switch to him at some point. I don't think it's going to be in the next game. I think we're probably looking Houston after that. Uh, Blitz crew comes in, says, welcome back, Green Bean. No firing this offseason. Salah and Hackett enter the season on the hot seat. Boyle for quarterback and the sixth pick. Green Bean, you think Boyle's the best way to get a top draft pick? I mean, look, dude, if that's what they're doing, then I get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's say they sat down, they they bought themselves some some is some Indian food, right? They got a they got a delivery service and the Indian food is there. They're all eating onion naan and and uh you know and all that stuff, vindaloo chicken. And they decide, hey, Aaron Rodgers is gone. We all know that. The defense is secured, Garrett is secured, Brees is secured, let them cry if they want to, but they're all here. We're fine. Let's tank. Let's get the top pick. We already, you know, the 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 first round pick that everybody thought was going to Green Bay is still here. Let's maximize the season. We're not winning the Super Bowl without Aaron Rodgers. Um, and the whole thing with him coming back is horseshit. And uh, let's just tank, get a top five pick, bring in uh, the top tackle or maybe even a quarterback uh, to sit behind them if we can, uh, you know, uh, secure the tackles or, you know, the offensive line in, in free agency. Let's get a Michael Penix or a whoever and uh, and let him sit behind Aaron for a year and we'll go that way and kind of secure our future moving forward. Maybe they've had talks like that, Ryan. I mean, who knows, right? We don't know. Maybe that's what they're doing. Then it makes I a ton so. of sense. It makes a ton Doesn't of it? sense to play Boyle if you want a higher draft pick. Uh, Lucky Leo says, win at all costs. We didn't do it this year, sad. We went out and got Aaron Rodgers. What do you mean we didn't do it this past year? You're out of your mind. We offered uh, Orlando Brown the highest contract. We just didn't get him. We didn't have a quarterback yet. You're, you're missing the point. He's saying win at all costs. No, I get it. I know he wants to give away the 2025 first. I get it. I get it. But, like, we gave away the picks last year, and we did do it this past year. That's what I'm saying. That's my only argument. Yeah, we did go I don't know. In. I don't know. I just Sawyer comes in. Sawyer says, Rogers getting hurt screwed us because he's not around to elevate those underperforming around him. Cobb, O-line, Hackett, Lazard. Completely, completely agree, Sawyer. Radovan comes in, says, Green Beans, if I ran the team rants, are true and amazing. Green Bean for GM. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Could not agree more. Jay Pisani says, Green Bean is GQ Santa and the best Jets content creator. 
Yeah. Thanks, Paisan. <laughs> we love it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice uh, I'm going to go over exactly. to Lucky Leo and then Beloved Boogie Down Bronx, but I want to just jump real quick to Benji Unger. Thank you so much for the super chat. Says, totally agree with Ryan Higgins. Without giving up a draft pick makes way more sense than giving up capital for Devontae Adams. We can secure the present and future at the same time. Thank you, Benji. Thank you. You can do both without like mortgaging away future cap space or future draft picks. I don't think you have to do that because then if you do have to put like hit the nuclear option and get rid of Salah and get rid of Douglas, you like at least you're an attractive landing spot for the next head coach that's going to be coming there. I like I there I am scared to death <laughs> to let these guys like blow our load for next year as well cuz now I got to sit around for 2025 and just hope for 2026 to come around and get, you know, whatever. I don't know. I just I'm afraid to overspend in those areas and Benji agrees with me. See Matt and Green being wrong. They have the longest active playoff drought in all sports. I agree. It's not for a lack of spending, though. Yeah, well, the thing is, man, you can't go through life. Like, you have to. It's like this. Here's the saying that I, I say in my head all the time. For, and I play it to myself when I'm hesitant or whatever. There's two things I say to myself. One is, what would I do if I wasn't afraid? Okay. Mm. And then I explore that realm for my, what would I do right now if I wasn't pissing in my pants? Wasn't afraid of what could happen, what could go wrong? Well, I would do this clearly. So that's what I try to do. The other thing is this it's a sports uh, metaphor, which is you can't steal second and still stay safe at first. You got to pick one. You got to, you're going to stay safe at first. Nobody will blame you, but the glory is in stealing second. You know what I mean? So, you know, it all depends on what you want. So if we're going to try to, you know, keep Joe Douglas and Robert Sala and Aaron Rodgers, and, but we're not going to let them spend the money and use the pigs. And, oh, no, no, don't do that. You could do that, but don't, then we're, we might as well stop. Would you extend Just them then? Or are you going to let thing. them go into a lame duck season? It is not a lame duck season. It is a lame duck season. going last, into the final year a, of the contract. No, a lame duck season. Look, look, lame duck. Let, let, let's clarify. Let's look it up. Hold on. What I'm does pretty lame sure lame duck, duck season is when you're going into the final year of your contract and they're not re-upping you. Like, what's going to happen when we get to the end of the season? Hold on. Uh, in sports. <laughs> what's a lame, lame duck? duck? A blue duck. <laughs> it's like Billy Madison. This is this is what a lame duck is. Uh, I know. This is this is so stupid. A, lame, a situate generally refers to a time frame between a decision and its implementation. That doesn't. That's not true at all. Who wrote that? Uh, one that is weaker falls behind. Oh, gee, Jesus Christmas. So, so no one's look, helping us. This is when you say lame duck, what I think of is we already know it's like the last year of someone's presidency. Like, mm -hmm. it's like, what are they really going to do? We already know they're, everybody's moving on. It's like that, you know, the, the elections already happened. These lame duck, you know, there's nothing. It's useless to do anything right now. If you're in your last chance to succeed and there's the, every every possibility that you could be extended like you get us into the playoffs and you could be extended you can keep the job it's not it's not written it's not decided you put all guns forward man every resource you have to ensuring that that happens if you're not gonna do that then you might as well scrap it now that's the that's the point I'm making. There's no I just way think to we do have both. so many assets that you don't have to mortgage the future. That's that's well, who where my issue. Who's mortgaging is? the future? I mean, you're jumping all the way to they're gonna sell, you know, give away our our first well, our I just, first I said, round. I don't want to see him. 
I don't want them to use 2020, you know, I don't want them to like blow their load in free agency on like bad contracts. Like I don't want to see another 2015 fits where we like blow our load on screen and Cromartie and Revis and, uh, you know, Marshall and Decker. And it was great for the one year. It was awesome. It was absolutely great. But then it like blew up in our faces and we've been dealing with the repercussions of it ever since. But they didn't Not have a young core deals that the, the Jets have. They had Gino saw. at the time. Yeah, that's one that was player. the year Gino was supposed to like. I'm talking Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, Sauce Gardner. Oh, no, no, no. I get that. But like, I, I yeah. very much, because I think you're going to need, I don't know. I guess I'm just talking in hypotheticals now. Sorry. You're, no, well, you're, you're managing it through fear. Like you're afraid. Of you're you're well, I'm confident to govern in the stuff it we that have. way, but to govern things that way is saying li, li, the 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 message is I do not believe this is going to work, so therefore do not ruin the next staff's capital to build something. Then for extend them now. Like that's what I'm saying. Like extend extend Douglas and Salah now and then no, just give him the, the last year. Give him the last year to prove himself. But, they, but you're saying you don't do. believe in him if you're not going to give him the extension. No, no, no. That's further commitment. You just stay where you are. You don't have to. You don't have to double down. Doubling down does that. That's the other extreme. You're yeah, fucking, but it doesn't count you're, as you're, a cap. I don't give a shit about Woody's money. We got to extend him an extra year. That's Why fine. Cut him. I'm Get talking about him. if we are Woody. No, no. We're Jeez. look. This conversation is as it's kind of like we are Woody in this respect, right? That's kind of sure. what we're doing, you know. So if we are Woody, you know, mm -hmm. like you can't like those two examples, Ryan, are the extreme pendulum shift. It's like you were up here. Don't let them do anything. Well, then fucking extend them ten years. It's like, well, let's just stay the course. Well, no, I'm saying we hired one year, guy. make it not a lame duck season. That's what I'm saying. I, hey, I feel like you put them me. in a you put them in a situation where they're like, screw it. I'm not here beyond this year anyway. You know, all bets are off. Just blow the load. And maybe that's what we need to do. But I just Well, you know what? Woody's probably tired of that too, because he's paid the like, Adam Gase for two more years after he was fired. Todd Bowles for two more years after he was fired. Mike McCagnan for two more years after he was fired. John Idzik for two years after he was fired. So he's probably a little tired of that shit. <laughs> you know That's what I mean? Fair. The double down. Lucky Leo comes in, says, I think it's a mistake not drafting a quarterback in the first round. I understand helping Rodgers next year, but the Jets need to take care of their future. Just my opinion. Greenbeam, where do you stand on drafting a quarterback in the like earlier parts of this round? Because uh, we'll, we'll say first round, right? Like, Are there certain circumstances? Are you thinking top 10 pick on a quarterback? Are you thinking trade back into the back of the first round, maybe a trade down? I feel like there's a lot of different circumstances that could revolve around the quarterback decision that I it would have to be on like a case-by-case -case sort of basis for me. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I think it's weird because like I, I don't necessarily reside on one side over the... If I had to pick right now, I would say Aaron Rodgers is here. Do everything you can to make sure that this last year or two with Aaron Rodgers is, is a success. That's where I would, mm -hmm. if I had to make a choice right now, I would. But that said, depending on what we can do in free agency, I mean, let's say Joe Douglas really does secure some solid, like legit offensive lineman. We get, you know, a left tackle, a, a new left guard and, you know, and, and some depth and when we still got to use, you know, a third or, you know, a, and a fifth on linemen, but we look really good going into the draft 
and we don't have to use that first on an offensive line. Okay, then I would be all for taking a quarterback and having him uh, have the opportunity to sit behind Aaron Rodgers for at least one year. I think that's the way it should be, man. I, I get that with the new, you know, the way contracts are structured with the fifth-year option, that like starting young quarterbacks is kind of the the way we do it now. But for many, many years in the NFL, it was like the wisdom was bringing in a quarterback and letting him sit. Like that was what everybody did most of the time. And I still subscribe to that. I think that's a healthier way to do things. Uh, and so if we have the opportunity, look, it, it's worked in Green Bay, dude. You know, with Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love's having an up-and-down season. But I'll tell you what, he's looked friggin' pretty good on Thanksgiving. And uh, so I think that that process would be something I would entertain, but not at the behest of going into the – you know, at, at, the, the, at, at the risk, I should say, of going into the season with no offensive line, depending on Becton and some scrub, you know, uh, middling uh, free agent guy. I don't want to do that. So it all depends. Matt, what about you? What do you feel about the uh, the quarterback situation in round one? Now, we want to talk about fear. My fear going into next year is that they're going to rely on – they'll bring back Mekhi Becton to be a starting offensive tackle, and they'll sign Aaron Rodgers' friend, uh, David mm -hmm. Bakhtiari, the other starting yep. tackle, and have two ticking time bombs at tackle again, just like you did this past year uh, in 2023. So I, I understand the thought of trying to fix the offensive line and wide receiver in free agency. I don't think you'll be able to do enough of that to for me to then say, okay, we're fine. You don't need to use that, we'll call it top 15 pick on you know a, a wide receiver or offensive lineman. You could use it on a developmental guy. I think it's going to have to be for something that could impact the 2024 offense. Uh, whether that, again, is a wide receiver, offensive line. My preference is offensive line, but um, I, I can't justify taking a first-round quarterback when you are supposed to be in this window of going for it with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I feel like if you wind up with like a top six pick, because I, I feel like that's kind of where we're going to be around. You, May and Williams are both going to be gone, so that's two picks out of the way. Uh, not that we would take them, but just two two players that shift other players down the board. Then you have Joe Alt and you have uh, Olu Fashanu, both stud offensive tackles. Then there's a little bit of a drop off to J.C. Latham from what I've been seeing in uh, you know pre-draft rankings. So there's kind of like two, maybe three tackles at the top of the draft. And then you're talking maybe Marvin Harrison Jr. That would be a really exciting pick if the Jets wound up with him. But I think you're going to need a top yeah. four pick to lock that one in. Um Lots of potential options out there for the New York Jets. Uh, Boogie Down Bronx comes in. Boogie Down Bronx says, Ryan, the future is now. Let JD do what he has to do because if he doesn't win 12 games next year, the whole regime is gone. So spend money. Go Jets. <sighs> you know my piece. Beloved Peace comes in says, Unpopular opinion alert. I would be down with giving JD another pick, another shot at picking a head coach. I think he's shown that he can be at least an average GM. So I do think Joe Douglas has been the best GM that we've had since I've been watching the game. Not without criticism, and I think he absolutely deserves blame for the backup quarterback situation and the state of the offensive line right now. But I do think he's above average in terms of GM uh, acumen from a talent acquisition standpoint because you look at his undrafted free agents, his trades um you know waiver wire pickups i think he is knowledgeable in that respect um giving him another shot at a head coach 
it depends how next year goes. Like if if the locker room's lost, but like Douglas just hits a home run on this draft class or something, then yeah, I'd probably lean that way. Um, Matt, where do you stand on allowing JD to make another head coaching pick? I think I, I think these two guys should be tied together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you either if you're moving on from one, you move on from both. Uh, I think both deserve blame for where you know this team is and for this year in particular i put more blame on douglas than i do sala uh mm-hmm. because you know he's the one who could have brought in another quarterback he's the one who you know said it was okay to go into a season with Dwayne brown you know and makai beckton as your plan at, at, at tackle so um i i like him i think he's a average or you know pretty good gm but i, I don't think it's to the point where he is so significantly far ahead of Robert Sala that if you're saying, okay, we're cutting ties with Sala, I'm then entrusting him to hire a coach and then be here another at minimum two, three years after that. Grimmy, what about you? Would you let JD make another selection of head coach? Um, Yeah. I probably would. Uh, I, and I, and that's not to say I don't. I look, and you know, we talked about it all through. I didn't like this offseason very much. I didn't love the draft. I loved Tipman. Um, I didn't like, uh, I mean, I wasn't against, but like Zaire Barnes, you know. Dude, we talked that, about it before the draft, like day of the draft. We were like, what position would you be upset with if we took? And it was edge rusher. Yeah, was edge. <laughs> and we take that an edge rusher in the first round. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, they are. Yeah, I mean, so like, and and that's you know, like, look, we were, I think, I think we all were, but I was definitely, you know, pounding the table for us to get one of the viable number two quarterbacks, whether that was Brissett, Bridgewater, mm-hmm. Minshew. Minshew was kind of my guy that I wanted the most. So I would have been elated with Teddy Bridgewater or any of those guys. I thought we needed to do that. You know, the idea of depending on Zach. Uh, was just it didn't make any sense to me if we're going to do this reset thing like it was my opinion he should have been let go but I get it he's cost more to cut than keep I get it all so all right you're going to make him number three and reset let him have no stress with coming in you know Aaron Rodgers who's likely to make it through the season he's you know he's got a good track record but just in case you got Teddy Bridgewater the bottom fell out we'd be looking at Teddy right now instead of Zach and um and uh, Tim Boyle. So I don't know, man. I So, like, again, I didn't like this offseason, but I have to admit, like, I have agreed with much of the way Joe Douglas has built the team. I, I also, like I've said a million times, I subscribe to the idea that w- if we had, like, we've seen it, man, this idea that we're going to stick with Zach Wilson, like every other quarterback that's come in until Tim Boyle, that is, has shown that the offense works. You know, this is with uh, the last two years with LaFleur. It was Zach. That was the problem. Not that we would have been, you know, able to maintain it all season and go to the Super Bowl and all that, but it showed the offense wasn't broken. Zach was broken. And then once we get rid of him, uh, you know, we bring in Hackett, we get rid of LaFleur as a scapegoat and all that jazz. And then, you know, Zach does the same thing again. And we're all looking at all the other the offensive line, the wide receivers, people are dropping the ball. We got fucking fumbles to hack it. There's always a million excuses around this kid and they're legit on one hand. But I tend to think that if we had a quarterback, the Joe Douglas thing wouldn't look so bad. Now he's Joe Douglas's pick, but look, 
he was probably going to be most teams pick if they were sitting at number two. And even if he wasn't and they took Trey Lance or Justin Fields or Mac Jones or Kyle Trask or Kellen Munn, it doesn't matter. They all suck. So the whole class after Trevor Lawrence ended up sucking. It happens. So that's not something I blame Douglas for. What I blame him for is not taking the trade for the three firsts and the third and then taking Justin Fields or something. So I would City do it. I would probably keep Joe Douglas. Citybert comes in and says, dumb question on the Hail Mary. If Salah came out from the sideline and tackled the guy, what would the call on the field be? Would it still be a touchdown? Um, I would imagine, would it be too many players on the field in unsportsmanlike conduct? Probably getting your ass ejected. That would probably be, I mean, maybe it saves the impact. It's a hell of a video clip. <laughs> If you have that, yeah. it, it would be some other trending name that the Jets would be famous of forever with Robert Sala coming. Screw it. I'll do it myself. I took out my quarterback. I'm going to take out their returner. That's how it's yeah. going to go. Greenby, what do you think? Could you could Sala well, do that? But I but it's an interesting point, right? Because, like, would they automatically give you a touchdown? Could they do that? I don't think they can. So it's they can. Like it would probably be redo of down or something like that. So maybe they I, get a shot at a Hail Mary and we bring it back the other way. I don't know. I mean, he'd probably get ejected, but that's fine. You'd have you to, know? right? Get a $50,000 <laughs> fine, the whole thing. Who cares? What is, who is the guy on our sideline that tripped the the kick returner? What did yeah. he do? That happened once before. He got fired is what he got. He got fired, but it, they didn't uh, get a special, touchdown. Like a special teams guy, right? Yeah, they didn't get a touchdown. Yeah, no, that was our trainer. He was our trainer. That's right. I forget his name. I feel it's something on the tip Lee, of my tongue. Wasn't it? He was something Lee. Not Anthony Lee, but someone. I feel like that's what it was. They didn't get a touchdown, though. Just saying. Got a plan for the next one. Uh, JJ comes in says, Would you trade next year's first and whatever pick it takes? Hold on. Would you trade next year's first and whatever it takes pick wise to have two picks in the top or top 15? I don't think so. Um, I can't see why I'd want to do that. It would have to be something special. Like if the Jets somehow got like the offensive lineman and then were able to like, how are you moving back into the first round without a second round pick this year? That's the toughest part. Like, are you giving up like a Bryce Huff plus next year's first to get back into that part of the round? And then you want to make your pick at like quarterback or receiver or something well, unless one of the good teams believes that the Jets pick next year is going to be great, so they just do it. But, yeah, I mean, traditionally speaking, the next year's pick has a lower value. Sure. So, and we don't have like a second you round said, pick this you year. You need to give more. Yeah, you don't have that ammo right. to get up. I don't think We I should always that. trade our second-round pick. Our second-round picks are awful all the time, except for Tipman. Yeah, I mean, Tipman and Brees have, you know, they have a shot. But they look good. Yeah, I Elijah think Moore just looked all right, and then he, you know, blew up because Zach yeah, on the floor. Not expect that like, to happen. Like I didn't think Elijah Moore was a bad player. Like there, to me, there's like different levels of like judging Douglas too. Like, does he identify talent? Okay, yes, that is key. And then there's like the secondary aspect of like, is the player kind of a knucklehead, and did we do enough to vet that out or not? And I feel like our second round picks from a skill perspective have been really good. But like Mims just didn't didn't I don't know if he didn't want it or whatever it was, but Mims just didn't work out. Elijah Moore, I feel like, is more talented than Mims, but personality wise didn't work out. 
I don't know. Matt, were you going to make our second-round no. pick selection, or would you trade a first next year to move up into this year's first? No, I'm not trying to get – take take your pick. Wherever you f- fall, I'm assuming it's going to be somewhere between pick six and 13. Mm. You know, take, take the best offensive lineman there. Mm. Rafe comes in. Rafe says, Green Bean, I have your Coke Zero. It's in my fridge, undrank from the Chargers game. Green you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You son of a bitch! That's oh, funny. That's a good job. That's good, man. Well, well played. That was good. Radovan comes in, says the <laughs> Jets don't have the money for Huff. If you sign or tag him, you don't have the money to rebuild the offense. Let him go and get your offensive linemen and wide receivers. That's not true, Radovan. The franchise tag is going to be seventeen point three million dollars, and the Jets can easily create sixty million dollars in salary cap space. And if you really wanted to, you could probably create like seventy-five million dollars. Uh, in salary cap space. So we got plenty of money, at least for this year. I understand if you don't want to do a long-term deal with Huff because of the financial investment or asset allocation that you did with JJ and with uh, Will McDonald, but I think you absolutely have to bring back Huff for this year, at the very least, on a franchise tag. Matt, any thoughts here with Radovan Super Chat? Uh, I don't agree with it. Uh, really at all. I think he's their best edge rusher by a significant margin. And I think it would be not wise to move off of him. Green Bean, any more thoughts on Bryce Huff? Do we have the money to sign him? Um, or is that well, too I, much like, like you going said, to the, the Let me ask you this, Ryan. You're talking, we're talking about the $65 million. Does that include the projected kick, you know, uptick in salary cap? Or is that so just where it this stands is, now? Yeah, let me, let me, Pull it up because it's per over the Break cap. Down, so I, I think they did actually um, account for that. So, uh, yeah. So they're projecting 2023's uh, salary cap was 228 million. They're projecting 263 million for this year. So an uptick of about 35 million dollars. Uh, the Jets have 31 million. Right now for 2024, plus 5.6 million in 2023, so it would be about 37 million dollars before cuts and restructures. I do think you could restructure CJ and JFM and free up a pretty good amount of money. You also have that option with Conklin and DJ Reed, should you decide to exercise that. Um, but it gets you up pretty highly. Like I would, I would cut Uzama. Uzama is really the only contract that you'd cut, I think, and save any substantial amount of money. Because Lawson's already coming off the books, um, you know, the uh, Corey Davis is coming off the like already off the books. You're not gaining anything from cuts necessarily, but through restruct like two restructures and like two cuts, you're up to like sixty five million dollars. You save like twenty million almost from CJ and JFM by restructuring them. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I see a comment from a hawk, and and it, and it's interesting. <clears throat> I think it's hawk. Um, he said, you know, yeah, you don't give a an undrafted free agent a top contract. You use him while he's cheap and let some other team pay him. He's tag and trade material. That's just the game, fellas. I, I have the tag admit, and trade side with him. Not this yeah, well, year, the thing is, but next year. The thing is, I'm sorry. Go on, Ryan, please. I, I was I just saying, not not this season, tag and trade. I do agree with that commenter. I think tag and trade next year 
purely because we've given up the first round pick for JJ and for Will McDonald. I think you've kind of stocked your cupboard with that. And I think you use Huff while he's valuable for our Super Bowl runs. And then once you're kind of out of your window, if that's what it is, then you move on from. But I think you absolutely have to bring him back for this year. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, right. And like one year franchise tag kind of a thing. But I but I have to admit, I I do swim in that pool. You know what I mean? Like the idea of maximizing value, like the great mm-hmm. teams, they do exactly that. They have these players for four or five years and then they let them go. They get the comp picks or they, they sign and trade, whatever it might be. And their drafting pipeline is is intact. It just so happens that the one place I believe our pipeline is intact happens to be the defensive line. I mean, we have some some nice young players there, uh, particularly on edge, and 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 you can continue to stock that with you know third round pick edge rushers. There were, I mean, there's plenty of good uh, third you know uh, edge rushers that are like developmental that make it to the third that a year or two would be fantastic. Uh, so I don't know, but Huff might end up being like truly elite. You know, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you let those players go. So it, it's interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, you got to make that decision because if you don't feel you have the money to properly stock the offense, like you tried it this year to take chances, you, it, it blew up in your face and you need that capital to, to you know, to, to secure the offensive line and another uh, receiving threat. I think, uh, you know, sign and trade would be the move to do. And I think next year, so I wouldn't do it this year. I discussed it a little bit in my mock off season is the transition tag. Like if you don't know what Bryce Huff is worth and you want him to go out and find a contract that he thinks he's worth and the Jets could match it, I'm good with that. I just don't want to do it this year because 17.3 is so cheap compared to the 14.3. I'd rather someone have to give us something in the event that uh, they wanted to sign him away. Like I think keeping him this year, but I, I understand like the salary implications that that could be really tricky moving forward. Blitzcrew says hearing blowing your load so many times made me think milk thumbs and only fans. That is good time <laughs> to say <laughs> hit those milk thumbs, boys mm, and girls. Thumbs. We got 400 right. people in here. Only 133 likes. If you enjoy what you're seeing, if you like hanging out with us on a Tuesday night, hit those milk thumbs. Sam Aiken. Right. comes in and says jd has been the best gm we have had in decades why would anyone not extend him do we love instability this much no i think the the rationale is like your backs against the wall you have to be able to produce my issue is it like i don't know i still think it's a an odd situation like at what point in the season next year do you have to have a contract in place is it like halfway through the season because i don't think you can't run into the offseason next year and not have them on some type of deal especially if douglas winds up having a good draft this year and the jets do well like what if they're like screw this you know woody meddled or something like that or i don't know like yeah imagine we find out imagine we find out that they don't want to be here they hate Woody. yeah well like sal is just like i'm just trying to you know get the hell out of here (laughs) Trying to save my reputation for what it's worth. That'd be terrible. That's worth oh, that You can't would, get rid of the owner. Because you can't. You can't get rid of him. You know what yeah. sucks about being a fan is we are literally helpless. All oh, we yeah. can do is spend too much money to go in a stadium and hurl insults. That's, the, that's all we can do. Yep. Yep. I, and nobody the power cares. we have is in our paycheck. So, like, we don't buy the jerseys. You don't buy the tickets. You don't buy, you know, you don't go out on the limb for certain things. 
but like it doesn't feel like that ever has any impact on what we do like at all no because they don't care i know it's funny you know people talk about you know woody selling why would woody sell dude while we have had you can hear the right like matt brought up earlier we're the longest playoff drought the team has grown in value over the pay i mean we've i think it was at two billion like 10 years ago it's over three billion now like dude he's he would never this is the best investment he's ever made he put he bought the team for 600 million for three billion like it's just what's up with this guy and his and his his woody chain we're gonna so see that cool though he's so cool hype Let me comes in says ryan if we get rid of douglas and salads not being lame duck have faith in the next gm and head coach to make the right decisions with the staff and the money that's available but that's what i'm saying like he i about? understand like not extending those guys this offseason douglas and salah and letting them go into next season and i do have faith in the next regime whenever that winds up coming hopefully i mean i didn't have faith in gase when they brought in gase i let that be known immediately when that happened that but was the worst if if you allow douglas and salah to mortgage away future stuff so that way they can save their skin this year and you're not able to get the next good head coach and you're stuck with then an adam gase who's willing to just accept whatever job that you could uh, have because you don't have draft picks or you don't have money. Like, that's all I'm saying. I think there's enough assets in the cupboard this year and with the money that you can make on contracts that you've already, like, invested in for this regime that you don't have to dip into future savings to do it. Now, maybe you don't go out and say, hey, Douglas, you can't do that, but, like, you have to run major moves past the owner anyway. And I think if it were me, it would have to be really ground-moving to, like authorize one of those types of moves if they're genuinely on the hot seat hey just let me just tell you something i just looked it up real quick lame duck the jets are the jets are worth no the jets are worth (laughs) 6.1 billion dude i believe what he's done what he's done very well with this think about it and we're a losing fran we lose and that's how probably what like the top we're top 10. We might be top five valued franchises. It's close. The NFC East ones are all probably higher than us. The Patriots, the 49ers. Hold on, I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah look I, it up. I would bet Dallas. Like, oh, I would so, say all the NFC East outside maybe Washington. Right, here's the list. You guys ready? <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys are worth $9 billion. Okay. The Pats are next at seven billion. Rams okay. six point nine. Giants Rams, huh? Six point nine. The Giants are six point eight. The Bears six point three. The Raiders six point really? two. And then the Jets come in at number seven, six point one. No way. We're higher than Philly and higher than Washington. We're higher than the Niners. Yeah. So the Commanders, the, the Commanders are next. Uh, then the Niners, then the Eagles. I wonder 5.8. how much of that is like levied on, like the Jets having already paid off their stadium or something like that, like sharing a statement. Like, does that come into the valuation? Like, maybe that's why the Rams are so high. I don't know. I feel like the Rams are way higher well, than I would expect them, other than their. Yeah, stadium. I agree. I agree. Um, they're definitely higher than. Well, they but they've won a Super Bowl recently, so there's that. I mean, the who Raiders knows? being in Vegas, I guess that's what makes them valuable from like a travel destination. Like they'll probably always sell out. Yeah, interesting. 
I'm surprised. Well, let me see who's last. You, th you want to take a guess on who's last? Yeah, let's take a guess. I would bet it's probably the Panthers or the Jags. Mm. I was going to say the Jags, what? but I think with Trevor Lawrence, they might be a little higher now. I Texans thought it was on my guys. list. Yeah. But I think right. now so I, I think it shifts. Like I feel like the Patriots value should come down now that Tom Brady's no longer there. Like I understand they got the yeah. Super Bowls and everything, but if the 49ers are as low as they are, I don't see why the Patriots would stay so high with the 49ers being as low as they are. Because they got a bunch of idiots that Tom Brady uh brought to the franchise and they're still, you know, even around the country. Well, what so I'm saying is I think the Patriots two, three should more years lose. Of losing. Yeah, a couple yeah, more years I would say the Patriots are more likely to lose value given yeah. stuff going on. But so who's the who's the lowest valued? All right. So the Jaguars are 28th. So there's mm. four teams below four them. Four teams. The Carolina. Are, the Panthers are 26. No oh. way. Okay. Yeah. So all right. Now yeah. I got to think about this. Houston's It's going to blow your mind. It's going to blow your mind. Well, it makes sense when you think about how they've handled free agency over the past 15 Cincinnati? years. Cincinnati? Um, yeah, they're last. I believe really? it. Interesting. Yeah. When was that article written? 1984. <laughs> Before Joe Burrow. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, it said 2023. So okay, uh, yeah, it doesn't have a, uh, August of 2023. Enough. So just a couple months ago. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, so that's absolutely what it the is. The Lions, listen to this. So the Lions are right above. So the ba the Bengals are worth $3.5 billion. Mm -hmm. uh, the Lions are worth three point six, and the Bills are three point seven. With the Dude, Cardinals, Josh Allen saved that team from going to Toronto. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. They could be jumping through tables for no reason in Buffalo because they got no team. <laughs> Did you say Cardinals was that next team? Yeah. So the all right, yeah, the bottom that. five are the Jags at twenty eight. The Cardinals at twenty nine at three point eight billion, Bills, Lions, Bengals. Damn, I I'm surprised. I guess it makes sense. The Bills are that low. They've always talked about moving them. Um, I am a little surprised about Cincinnati being that low, but I guess maybe the historic spending nature of them is what kind of gets them on that that threshold there. But, but think about this, Ryan. The Woody's business model has been to own a failing franchise. He has upped his value what is that 600 million to 6 billion what is that is that 10 times yeah yeah 10x so he's money. increased his value 10 times plus why would he care about winning and it gets why? so much bigger too like i, I feel like a, a 10x of your money is great whenever but when it's 600 million and you 10x your money like that's Jesus so Christmas. massive it's huge. You realize you realize how and much he's selling money us hope every year. That's all we're getting. We're not, you know, I don't know. We win the offseason every a, year, and then there's their hope. Billion dollars is a thousand million dollars. A billion dollars is a shit ton of money. Like, I have like ethical issues with that. Like, I don't think anyone should be over a billionaire. As you win. No, I, I agree. I agree. What are you doing? You got man? it all. Good job. It's like owning fifty the, stories. The speedometer here. resets. What are you doing? With <laughs> Back all that to zero, shit? asshole. <laughs> exactly. Do it right. Again. You crossed. <laughs> you crossed over two billion. Back to start. Back to zero. You butthole. <laughs> the fuck are you doing? Go to jail. Uh, I love it. Do not pass Do, go. Do not collect. Yeah, exactly. Lose two turns. 
Lose two turns. Jay Pisani comes in, says, My issue with the draft is that JD seemed unprepared when the Steelers jumped the Jets. It's like he didn't know what to do. That's alarming to me. I still stand by it, and it's I, there's no way for me to prove it, but I I really believe Douglas and Salah wanted to trade for Rodgers closer to training camp, and I think Woody stepped in and said, I want the primetime games, I want all the coverage, I want all the season ticket sales, I want all the money from the Rodgers thing. Heck, he didn't even take the insurance out on the Rodgers contract. Like This tells me it's a money issue, and they did it before the draft. It caused them to drop down the two spots. We lost Broderick Jones right in front of us because we forced the trade before the draft, but... In hindsight, if it happens post-draft, you may have had to give up the 2024 first. So there's a little silver lining in that. Look, I think we should have gone with JSN. I thought a pick to help for the now would have made more sense than a pick to help us in the future. Uh, I feel like drafting Will McDonald almost forces Bryce Huff off this team because of our last two first-round picks. Matt, your thoughts with the uh, the thought of the Steelers jumping the Jets? I put a pick. Could I put a pin in your uh, balloon here for a second? Sure. The Absolutely. Jets put out a video go in right. flight 2023 where they said, I don't even know how many times the scouts back in March and then on draft day were ranking in their order McDonald, the tight end, and then Broderick Jones. So if they were picking and Broderick Jones and Will McDonald were on the board, I think they are taking Will McDonald anyway. I'm not saying I agree with it. I wanted Broderick yeah, Jones. Yeah, no, I get what you're yeah. saying. I I don't know how much to believe the Flight 2023 stuff because yeah. it's such a jet propaganda. You can easily make movie magic happen with that and say like, oh, yeah, man, but, I really wanted this guy. And, you know, boom. But Ryan, do you realize the backlash if it came out? Like the idea of keeping so many people quiet what do you, mean? you know what I mean? Like, if anybody, like, if they, if they really were lost, like, like Jack Paisani is saying, mm-hmm. like, if they were lost, like, they, they couldn't believe they had no plan other than Broderick Jones, which when they were showing the Jets' war room, it looked like they were baffled, right? You know, we yeah, didn't know what lost. The hell was going. they were trying to trade down. I think is what the reports were, right? Yeah, I think they were just Joe Douglas was just taking calls, right? And but also, I mean, just uh, but it looked like. But let's say that 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 really is the case. They thought they had Broderick Jones locked up. Um, they got jumped, and they had no contingency plan, which just in and of itself doesn't sound right to me. Doesn't sound mm. like a Joe Douglas thing. But let's say that that happened. If they made flight 2023 or just flight 23 this time if they you know edited it in such a way to make it look like and they re-recorded joe douglas saying hey man you know we really like the tight end and you know all this shit that they were saying and it got out it would be the biggest shit storm here in new york they would be run out of town dude like and we would have heard about it by now in my opinion I don't know. I feel like every year we say, oh, we got our guy. Like every time, like I don't buy it. It, it, There's no way every single draft we're like, yes, that's the guy we wanted. Like I just don't buy it. I don't buy that. I think, you know, it's, it's entirely possible we didn't want Broderick Jones at all. But like I think they knew once they traded down behind the Patriots, there was a real shot they weren't going to get their tackle. And I think Woody is to blame for the trade happening when it did because of the money aspect of it. 
Him also trying to get season ticket holders paying for their 2024 tickets in November. Like, all this is about money. Like, there's multiple examples throughout the course of this season where everything is about money. I think Woody wanted the primetime games. That's a little too tinfoil hat for me. I'm going to be honest. Is it really? Is that like, is that yeah. too tinfoil? Really? Why? Why is that too, like, crazy to, like, I think there's value. You, you don't see the value in getting Aaron Rodgers in here before July. No, I I see it, but I don't think that Douglas or Salah were concerned about it based on their press conferences in March where they were like, it doesn't matter. Like, this guy knows the offense. We're not concerned if you have to do it. And then it just immediately flipped a few days before the draft. Like, that to me felt weird. No, because there's a natural deadline for these things and negotiations, right? Like, this, there's deadlines that have to be hit. But the Jets didn't have to do anything. That's what I'm saying. Like, like the Packers had to trade Rodgers. There was no one else trading for him. The Jets bid against themselves to trade before the draft. Well, I also think there's value in getting him. How many quarterbacks show up in July and then are good to go in September? They also have to build. He it's great. He knows the offense. He's got to build chemistry with Garrett Wilson and you know all these. But we brought in those guys, so we didn't have to. We brought in Cobb. We brought in Lazard. We brought in Boyle. We brought in Billy Turner. We brought in. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, like we we made it so it was a coddled system for Rodgers to have that short-term type of like, okay, we need you to get ready fast while you get built up to speed. And I think the Jets pulled the trigger earlier and they lost the tackle because of it. But they said that they didn't want the tackle. And and yeah, JD Okay, maybe they didn't want the tackle. I just, I, I, as the Steelers are trading up in front of us to get the tackle. And that's exactly what happened. It, it, it worked. He wanted, they, for some reason, they wanted Will McDonald that badly. I don't know why, but it's not some, you know, this big conspiracy theory on, on why the, a, a team jumped them to grab a tackle and the Jets didn't get a tackle. No. Well, I'm not saying that's the conspiracy. I think Woody definitely forced the trade to happen prior to the draft, and we just happened to lose the tackle because of it. I think Woody forced the trade earlier than it had to happen. And I think we overpaid, even though it wasn't necessarily an overpay for a four-time MVP quarterback and all that. I'm just saying we were bidding against ourselves. And we just upped the offer against ourselves. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much I how much stock I put into the Woody medals thing. You know what I mean? With Joe. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of people that think, I mean, you know. I mean, Joe Douglas has said numerous times again, you know, I don't know. He wouldn't necessarily tell us, yes, Woody's making me do everything, but he said like, I don't have any mandates on my, on the money. I have a budget. It's the cap. And you know, he's like, it's just like, I think a lot of that, like we know in the past that Woody Johnson has done that, right. Where, where the coach and the GM were at equal playing field and you know, him and then Chris Johnson did the same thing where they were the boss and the other guys, the two guys were at the same level. That's not the case anymore. Like he hired Joe Douglas to run the team, uh, Joe, you know, and and I don't think a guy like Joe Douglas would accept that. Like, you know, you're going to make me do stupid shit. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like why would, why would he do that? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying it didn't happen. I just struggle to get there as quickly as you do. It's just such a weird, like you do it earlier in free agency to attract the free agents then. Like it's just a very odd timing to do it unless you want the headlines and you want the schedule. And that's what feels so weird to me. Like there was no jet benefit to doing it prior to the draft. And like, I guess the benefits just having Rogers and knowing you can like market it. But like that again, comes back to money again. That's where I fall. 
Yeah, and but, marketing it to the draft it doesn't impact the draft, right? Exactly. So, That's what I'm saying. Like, the, like it's a weird thing to do for us when you know you have Green Bay over a barrel. Like, you just you did it to do it, and like that's where I, or, I fall on. Yeah, but let's but but let's look at it this way. Let's say that that was the Jets' offer. That's what they were offering, and Green Bay finally said yes. Like Green Bay was trying to get two firsts and this and that, mm. and they finally took the offer. So the Jets just pounced on it. Like that can be very real. That could be easily be what happened. Could be. Could definitely be. I um I don't know. I guess we'll never know. Boogie Down Bronx comes and says, I believe the Jets starting Tim Boyle is like waving the white flag. Horrible decision. If we lose big on Sunday, locker room might break at that point. I don't know. I mean, if we haven't seen the locker room break at this point yet, I feel like they're just going to be numb. Like, I do feel Tim Boyle trotting out there is a white flag and we're just tanking at this point. But I, I don't know. Matt, can we lose the locker room at this point? Do you think it's, like, possible or you think we're just kind of hitting rock bottom? Like, everyone's expecting Rodgers back next year anyway. Um, I mean, it's still I – I don't think it's good. I don't think it's good for the locker room. They went on a six-game losing streak to close their season last year, and I didn't think that, I didn't think that was a good thing. Uh, and this year they're on a four-game losing streak and are playing just absolutely horrific football right now. Most A, a lot of the score is going to come back. That's why I don't think it's a good idea to just be like, ah, let's throw in the towel and let's just go, you know, and, and try to lose out here. I, I you know, this – a lot of this group is is coming back. It, it feels, but it's hard to disagree with Bro, uh, Boogie Down Bronx because Tim Boyle is not a rosterable NFL quarterback. So I don't know what the plan is there with him, but I, I don't expect him to start the next six games either. So I think his his plug is going to get pulled too. Do we? So we haven't even touched on this during this stream. Um, so. Boogie Down Bronx, I'm going to pull this down. Then Jason, Blitz, and Sam will get to your comments in just a second. But should Rodgers return at all this year? There was a comment made on the McAfee show today where Rodgers said, you know, obviously the doctors have to clear me and Jets have to be in it. And he's been saying that for the last few weeks, but we've also gotten reports from other areas that are saying, even if the Jets are out of it, Aaron Rodgers would come back. And maybe it's, you know, shame on all of us for saying, oh, look at these reports that we're seeing when Rodgers himself has told us you have to hear it from me for it to be true. And he's telling us on the McAfee show he's not coming back. We're out of contention. So I guess, Greenbean, I'll throw it to you first. Should Aaron Rodgers return? Would you want to see him play at all this year? Is there any positive or negative to <laughs> doing that? Well, I've shared a few times here that it was concerning for Aaron Rodgers to come back, right? You know, this offensive line, so quickly off the Achilles, all that stuff. Uh, I have since changed my tune. I could seriously care less. If he wants to fucking come back, <laughs> if you want to come back, dude, come on back. I mean, I'd love to see Aaron Rodgers play, even if it's for nothing. If he wants to risk it and, you know, kind of secure, you know, add another, um, you know, jewel on his legacy about being you know the 40 year old guy who came back the quickest from the um from the achilles and all that jazz uh I, hey if that's what they want to do that's what they want to do and if it risks it it risks it if he goes down and he's ruined then we know we got to take a quarterback in the draft um you know i mean whether i don't think he's gonna if this team keeps going we can pull out two victories in a row or something like that and the season's kind of alive sure i think so but 
we lose, if we play another game or two like we've been playing and we lose, you know, five, six in a row, there's no way we're, that he's coming back. And uh, But as far as me wanting him, sure, make something out of this. We got a lot of season left, dude. We got like a month and a half of this season. And it's like, I I need something. I mean, watching these games, it's like, a, it's brutal and I got to watch them. I'm a prisoner. So it's like, I'd love to see anything that makes it interesting. Shit. Why not? Matt, what about you? What do you think? Rogers should return this year? So I'm going to play middleman Matt. I see both sides of the aisle on this one. Mm. Um, I'm going to do the same thing, so it's all right. The the pros is we could actually have like one. Okay, for our own sake, could kind of see what a preview of what this offense could look like in 2024. Yep. And also just pros in general. I think it's good for the sport and good for medicine to show that it's not a season-ending injury and that it's possible to come back and, and all that good stuff and good for him for coming back. Uh, on the negative side, if you're already out of it, like what what does it matter kind of a thing? And I'm not necessarily worried about him getting hurt again. I mean, sure, it could happen, but there's also a hell of a lot of time between late December and, you know, next September too. So if there was an injury, I think, you know, I, again, I, I'm not – even that's not even my biggest fear, but it, for that would be my pushback on those are like you can't play him because what if he gets hurt again? So well, and he has another nine months to get to get ready. Matt, you I could kiss you. I've been making that point forever, saying I'm down with Rogers coming back because he's got twice as long to recover from the Achilles injury the second time than he did the first time. <laughs> so I'm with you on that. But yeah, I'll play middle 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 of the line as well. I think you know there's part of me that's like don't sacrifice the 2024 season. For him to to come back early just to to show that he's you know faster than everyone else but then the other side of me is like you know what i really would like to have some clarity on some of this stuff like if nathaniel hackett who we've never seen call plays for aaron Rodgers, remember lafleur called plays for aaron Rodgers. aaron Rodgers trained him changed him at the offensive line like it's entirely possible that either rogers doesn't bounce back from being a 40 year old quarterback with an achilles injury or that Hackett really does suck at calling plays, and even Aaron Rodgers is not enough to overcome that because Russell Wilson wasn't enough to overcome that, and Russell Wilson looks, you know, much better this season, that time around. Like that, that there is some value, I think, in seeing what the offense can look like, especially with the offensive linemen that are starting to come back. It sounds like Brown's going to be back soon. It sounds like Mackay Becton's going to be back soon. It sounds like Connor McGovern's going to be back soon. So you're going to have a little bit more of a wall in front of Rodgers at that point, and I don't think we see him. But I think it would do us well to see a game or two from Aaron Rodgers to see like, okay, this guy can roll. Like, let's go all in. It could give you more confidence to like back him 110%. If there's any thoughts inside the building like there was a few years ago, like, oh, keep Sam, trade uh, trade Sam. Like if there's those types of feelings between the take an offensive lineman or take a quarterback while you're up at the top of the draft, because I think there's going to be those conversations inside the building as well. Uh, you know, there there is some value there. But unfortunately, I do not think we are going to see Aaron Rodgers the rest of this year. And we're just going to have this weird question mark of like, OK, is this 40 year old quarterback who's coming off a major surgery? Is he actually going to recover from it? Um, or is it just, you know, you know, he didn't look super agile week one <laughs> for those four passes we saw or two passes we saw. I don't know. It's just it's scary. There's a lot of it's going to be two years removed from Rodgers playing good football at that point and it gets you a little scared i definitely see where it could where you could have some concern with the whole aaron Rodgers side of things so gonna be interesting to see you guys can let us know how you feel about aaron Rodgers 
uh, in the chat. I did actually, I don't think I made mention of this, and we don't have a ton of really good players. <laughs> All right, no, we have a bunch of good players, but we haven't had a really good season. But a pinned comment in the live chat, the Pro Bowl voting is up and available to vote for. Vote for all our guys. Let's try to get as many in as we can because then at least we feel good about ourselves and then other players, maybe if they're seeing free agency stuff happen, they're like, wow, look, Jets got a bunch of Pro Bowlers. Maybe our fanhood can help influence a decision by someone else that may want to come in here. Who uh -huh. knows? Yeah, see? Thank you, Matt. I am glad you're agreeing with me. Pro Bowl yep. means it all. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're a good you, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, geez. I don't even know if I'm... Hold on. We're, I'm, I'm skipping names and stuff right now. Uh, did I go into... Let's see. Steelers jumping the Jets. Tim Boyle waving the white flag. Okay, we're on Jason's super member post thing. Being a 2023 Jets fan has aged me. Football gods bless you with a healthy A-Rod and great offseason and draft and a Super Bowl victory. F, same old Jets. Jason... We got to have positivity, right? Got to have positivity going into the offseason. You got Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. It's better than we've had the last few years. Blitzcrew says, if JD blows our load and it doesn't work out, would seriously hurt future job opportunities. JD will only blow our load <laughs> if it appears to be a great move. Blitzcrew, you're giving me more faith. I think Joe Douglas is going to make the right decisions, and I think we're going to go on a Super Bowl run next year, and this is all going to be water under the bridge. It's not even going to matter. Not going to matter, Green Bean. That was, is that what we're in for? Are we having another same old Jets pessimistic type view where uh, well, everything's going to go I'll wrong? I'll tell you time. what. I'll tell you what. Let me see. Where 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 is that comment in the lineage of things? Hold on. Is that the last one? This is one? four Super Chats away. It's Blitzcrew. Right. So if you go backwards There's in time, Mumtaz, Blitzcrew, Sam, and then yeah. Blitzcrew. It's All right. I'm going to join. I'm just going to say Mumtaz's Super Chat later is kind of mm -hmm. where I'm going to go with this. All right, so I Sam and, and Blitz, this I'll go back to... for that. I'm just going to throw Mumtaz's Super yeah. Chat on the screen now. He says, yeah, Falcons, Texans, to... Commanders, Browns, Patriots. While our offense is so bad, it's hard to imagine we can win. But with this schedule, we can win. So, Greenbean, you can continue with your thought. That's the whole thing. Like, guys, if we can just... If we could just cut the shit and like stop being the worst offense in the world, <laughs> if we could yeah. just get back to like, you know, 24th, 25th offense, we can, beat, we can go on a run here. I mean, the Texans, you know, they're playing very, I mean, you know, Stroud is, but it's, but our defense can contain it. Or if if our defense believes that the offense can do something, the defense can hang with anybody. I believe that they're just like whatever at this point. Like as soon as That's they I come fought. out, dude, the Miami hard. and Bills games, like those two games together, don't like the first half. We fought our tails off, and then it's like really our offense can't do anything. Shut down, and then here come the points. It, right. Well, that's exactly right, they're, dude. They lose their oomph. There's mm -hmm. nothing to play for. Dude, our defense gave our offense a pick six and a second interception to close out the first half after holding the number one offense in the league to 10 points. And we gave them the fail Mary. They're like, fuck this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why? No, it sucks. It's brutal. We are wasting championship defense. That game was like, if you had any semblance of an offense, 
You were loving how that game was ending just before half. Just before half. And then we didn't even talk about the, the fucking Colgate commercial with Robert Sala brushing his teeth. Oh, that was great. Oh, my God. He, the jokes write themselves. That was like an SNL skit. Like, Dude, it's too perfect. The Jets, I'm, I'm telling you right now, there is... I mean, we might not win Super Bowls and we might not get to the playoffs, but there is not a <laughs> franchise that does as good of a job as we do of being just finding the most creative ways to just rip the souls out of its fans. No one has it like we have it. We're the best. We rule, quite frankly. We rule the roost. There's nobody that touches us. But yeah, I think like so when you go into like the Falcons, the Texans, the Commanders, I mean, look, the 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 Browns defense is going to feast on our mm -hmm. offense, right? The only chance we have with them is that they they think they're going to feast on us. So we trap them. You know what I mean, that's the only chance we got. Well, they also the Browns. lost their backup, right? Didn't uh what's his name? I'm talking about their defense. No, 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 I know, but what I'm saying is like they, I think they just lost their other quarterback, if I'm not mistaken. Is that Didn't right? Did he just go down with any Doriel uh, or whatever the hell his name is? Yeah. He got lit the fuck up in that game. So is he? Well, I guess so. He's, he's probably playing five weeks from now, but like, I guess right now, maybe not so much. I don't know. This looks like this Falcons game coming up. This could be like a three nothing stinker. <laughs> Like, that's the type of game yeah. I see. Like, they can't score points. We can't score points. <sighs> the Falcons are severe underachievers. Like, I don't know how Arthur Smith still has a job. They might win that division. That they entire division stinks. It's wins. ridiculous. It's absolutely absurd. The fact that the, the Saints, I think they're, like, in the wild card right now, if I'm not mistaken, at, what, 5-5 five and five or 5-6? Five and six? Crazy. That division's terrible. Although I guess the NFC East is terrible if they're in the wild card at that spot. Or no, you know what? I think they were leading the division at five and five at one point, and now they're not. Now I think Atlanta's leading the division. Yeah, that's they are Eesh. leading the division Crazy. at five and six. The Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. So take this for a second. The Atlanta Falcons, right now, if things ended, they would be the nineteenth pick. The Saints own the twelfth pick. Nearly a top ten pick. And they have the same fucking record. <laughs> it's like it's like the NFC East a few years back, where the Giants were like either in the playoffs or owning like a top three pick. That was crazy. Yeah, that was the COVID year, no? That was the Chase Young oh, year because they beat the the Commanders in the final game of the season, and they lost. Uh, or no, it was Philly. I think Philly pulled their starter, and I think the Commanders wound up winning. I think that's what it was. It was like something squirrely like that. And hey. the Giants wound up missing Chase Young because of it. Let me just say this. Knifey Spoonie has a good comment in there, and, and he's absolutely right. You know what this is all setting up to with the Cleveland game? It's just like <laughs> Mike White. You see it? Where is it? It's pretty so, recent. Um, but so we just saw Mike White and Barrios. They got to laugh at us, right? They laughed their asses off on the sideline and all this shit. Now we got the Cleveland Browns just signed the corpse of Joe Flacco. He, and we use him to beat them. That's who's going to fucking beat us for one more creative way for the Jets to take our souls. That's what I'm telling you. I see it. That's a fantastic oh. point. 
That's what's going to happen. Yeah, and we're going to have the, we're going to have the Texans no who just used their number 2 overall pick on a quarterback yep. and took yep. a 49ers defensive coordinator over to them and they are now having the turnaround that we needed to see. Yep. That's what's going to happen. We're going to lose them. Perfect. We're going to lose the yeah. Browns. Yeah. 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 The script writers the the whole thing is just let's dude the the Jets fans are so stupid. We still keep giving this organization our money. They raise ticket prices we pay it. They say, you know what? We want you to pay six months early this year. We pay it. They're just right. How, what can we do to make these people stop giving them their friggin' money? There's nothing. There's nothing they can do to us. How about we bring Joe Flacco back and have Joe Flacco beat the shit out of them and they're still going to pay to watch. <laughs> That's what's going to happen, man. Oh, I can't take it. I don't know what's wrong with us. What I'll is honest, this? I, if we're at, we're that's what uh, second to last game. Who knows? Maybe we're gonna be rooting for that to happen. Uncle Joe, come on, take us out. Maybe Whack. we will. Give right, us a top right. five pick, Joe. Boom, kneecap us. You know what, Ryan? That's beautiful. But you know what? but that's even more sad, right? We're rooting ah. for old man Flacco to beat us. Oh my God! You know, I think. Honestly, I think there were fans back when Pennington was on Miami for that one year when we got to the end of the season. Like, you know what? I hope Pennington does it. <laughs> I hope they win the division. Yeah, how about this? Miami's going to win the division. The last two times they won it, they needed it to have Tom Brady with an ACL and Aaron Rodgers with an Achilles for them to get the, get the uh, division. Ugh. It don't matter. Things. We didn't win it those years. No, we'll be, but we won it with Brady. We Let won me it tell you too. Dude. The idea Not that that's anything to hang that the on. last time, like, so we traded with the Packers to get their Hall of Fame quarterback. Mm -hmm. We cut our quarterback for that to happen. Mm -hmm. He are the Hall of Fame guy who's known as an Iron Man tears his bicep or whatever it was, and our quarterback wins the division, only to ten years, twenty years, whatever it is later, we do it again. To have the Iron Man Hall of Fame quarterback get injured, even where at least we got to eight and three with Favre. To, I can't even imagine. Like, how can you possibly concoct something so ridiculous for us to experience? But that never happened. This is our life. No one could blow their Achilles in the first game of the season when they have championship aspirations. That couldn't happen to the Jets once. Hmm. Could happen Ooh. twice. <laughs> Mother locker. Man, it just it just feels like we're snake bitten. Just sucks <laughs> all the way around. And yeah, not to mention, like, you trade for Rodgers, and it would have worked with Favre if he didn't get hurt. And we've seen it work with Tom Brady, and it worked with Peyton Manning, and it worked with Matthew Stafford, and, like, it should damn well work with Aaron Rodgers. And, of course, because we're the damn Jets, it's not going to. Sam comes yeah. in. Sam says, Christian Hackenberg, D. Milliner, Vernon Golston, Stephen Hill, Dwayne Robinson, are you sure we need a new GM? I don't know if right. anyone's advocating about, for... What? Is anyone advocating for firing Douglas right now? No, but like, what? what is this? He's listing busts like every GM has busts. Even if you're a big Joe Douglas supporter, he's missed on picks. Sure. They all do. Yeah, I mean, his 2020 draft looks horrible right now. I mean... Ashton yeah. Davis might be the best person in that draft. <laughs> I mean, Bryce That's Hall's probably crazy. the best value. 
But like yeah, Ashton that. Davis might be the best player in that draft, especially this year. Yeah, it's, that that's really crazy. Um, I mean, I still think it's Becton, but um, yeah, Becton's I mean, it's important. nuts. But I mean, I think Sam's point is valid, though. I mean, you know, Joe Douglas is the only general manager that's really. I mean, you know, the Mangini Tannenbaum connection had some good years. Like they really did. There, there, there they was have three years picks. there. They they went quality over quantity, which I can appreciate because they hit on him. But you know what Mangini did when he first got and make no mistake, that, that was Mangini. Tannenbaum was the GM, mm. but he was an accountant. His job was the contracts and, and all that stuff. Mangini came in and he was and, and we saw the same we saw the exact opposite when Rex was here. He you know, so Mangini came in, the first thing he did was he dra- he had the two firsts because they got rid of John Abraham. Um, or was it, yeah, it was John Abraham. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, but so what he did was he took a left tackle, a center and a quarterback. That's what he did when he got here. Right. Soon as he got here, that's what he did. Now the quarterback didn't work, but the two offensive linemen obviously did in the Brickishaw Ferguson and Mangold the next year he traded up for Revis and then took David Harris, I believe, uh, was the next pick in the second round. Um, the year after that was Keller, maybe. Is that right? Well, Keller was that's the thing with the Golston draft. A lot of people don't remember. Like, yes, Vernon Golston was a bust, but he was the guy to take, by the way, by most people's estimations. Um, yeah, you want the but, edge rusher. I mean, and he was just, I mean, dude, you should bring up a picture of Vernon Gold. I mean, dude, he the guy was, was carved out of marble. But they also, so our first round that year was Dust was Vernon Golston and Dustin Keller. Now, Dustin Keller, a lot of Jets fans didn't like him. He was great. Dude. He just wasn't a, he didn't have the, the full tight end thing. He was purely a pass catcher. Um, but he was very, very good for us. He was very effective. In the same way that, you know, we all talk about the Warren Sapp, Kyle Brady thing. But don't forget, we had two first round picks that year and we used the second pick on a defensive lineman who was Hugh Douglas, who won rookie of the year and ended up having a fantastic career. You know, he wasn't, he's not hall of fame. He's not Warren Sapp, but you know, there's an argument to be made that, you know, the idea going in that Kyle Brady and Hugh Douglas trumps a one Warren Sapp, so to speak. Um, but anyway, um, so the Vernon Golston thing, the, the Vernon Golston draft is a little bit better because Keller was also a first round pick. They moved up a couple spots to get, I think it was the final pick of the first round that year. Uh, Dustin Keller. Um, yeah. So look, Ryan Rivera is saying, and the brick Mangold year, he also got Leon Johnson and Brad Smith. I, like that's an amazing draft. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what Mangini did when he first got here. It was like, holy shit. So, but, uh, but since then, dude, we have gotten almost nothing from our drafts. I mean, McCagnan had five drafts. We got Quinn and Williams. That's it. Idzik had two drafts, but one of them was the Idzik 12. He had 12 picks in one draft. We got Quincy Anunwa in the sixth. That's it. That's it. <laughs> we had a lot of, that was a lot of late picks that year. I think it was like all, f- we might've had two thirds and then like everything else was later than that. I think. Yeah. We had like four six and all that kind yeah. of shit. But, but here's Still the thing. Darts. But Vontez Perfect was in that. Like, if you could have gotten him with your seven. You could have traded up and gotten, I think, Nicole Hardman was there. No, Nicole Hardman was in the McCagnan years. But it's like, you could have done so much. And I remember, I watched that draft with intent. 
And I was like, dude, we're going to make so many moves, man. We need a cornerback and we need this. And we did nothing. And the players he was taking, I was like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, it made no <laughs> sense. <laughs> the only pick, you know, it's funny. The only pick I liked in that draft was uh, Jay Samaro. I, I, really, I, was, I, I was like, okay, well, that makes excited. sense. Yeah. He had a great rookie year. A great rookie year with us. I don't know what the fuck happened to that guy. Just fell Let's off a cliff. Crew. Blitz Crew says claims of Aaron back this year is to sell seats. Yeah, I completely agree, Blitz Crew. I think they're trying to make that money, recoup whatever they can this year. I don't think there's any truth to him actually playing. Uh, Mumtaz, we already looked at that. Lucky Leo comes in, says revenge game for Joe Flacco. That would be the cherry on top that will shut the door on our season. And then what happens if, like, if Joe Flacco comes out and beats us and we're, like, in bad mode? Like, like it's not – you're not hoping necessarily for victories. Like, Greenway, do you want to end the streak? Does it mean more for you to end the streak against New England? The final week of the season? No. Go nope. in. You'd rather lose it? No. It, look, if we're playing for something, yeah, I want to beat them. If it means, like, we do that thing we do – where we win the last game of the season and 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 and, and lose five spots in the draft. I don't give a shit about the streak against New England. You know what I mean? It means nothing. Thank you. Do it next Thank year. you. We did enough. We ended the Eagles streak. We won a game after the bye. It's a good year as far as our streak bullshit goes. We're clearly not getting into the playoffs. You know what I mean? So fuck it. Get the pick. I want the pick. I, I very much want New England fans to hurt and us losing that game is better for that outcome than us winning it. Matt, what are you what are your feelings on that final game of the season? I'm scared shitless because that is the New England stinks. Did you watch that They're game so against bad. the Giants? They're so what? bad. Mac Jones looks horrible. And then they go to Bailey Zappi, who looks horrible. They might be bad enough to get in the top two. And I know it's not a guarantee that I, either of those guys work out, but Caleb Williams and Drake May are two pretty damn good quarterback prospects. I'll give you that. Yeah, very much want to avoid them if we can. Ace of Spades says, Ryan, go in win now mode. A 40-year-old quarterback we lose next year. Sauce, Bryce, uh, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson on rookie deals won't want to waste their prime away and will want out. So if everything gets nuked next season... I could see these guys wanting out. I think the only reason not they're not asking for in. wanting out now is because Aaron Rodgers is going to be here next year. Yeah. But think now about this. Might- not if we bring in some hot shot offensive head coach, you know what I mean? Somebody that's like, you know, like the number, like here's the thing the Jets have to do, guys, is that we have to stop hiring the loser of the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? That's what mm-hmm. we do. It goes all the way back to the fucking beginning of time. Like, we hire, like, yes, he had the great offense, but he lost. Like, that's the guy that we hire. And so we, if we if we were to, like, let's say this doesn't work and we're going to blow it up and we bring in, um, I don't know, who's going to win, you know. Well, let's say there's a Ben Johnson or a Brian Johnson or exactly a Jim Harbaugh that's available. Like, for. someone like that. Somewhere in, the, you know, maybe they become available next year. Right. So we go and bring that guy in and they realize, holy shit, you know, we have a legit offensive mind in here now. That's a different story. 
You know, that's a dead. Then these guys go, okay, because this defensive conservative baloney that we've just been strapped with forever, dude. I mean, and even though we hired an offensive coach and get the Gase thing was ridiculous, right? And we all know that. We knew it when it happened. I didn't even believe it was real for like four hours after it happened. I was searching the web i was on jet nation ryan like come on somebody send the damn article that it's Where's fake the april fool's joke it's january right or february whatever month it was that's where it was but it's so but that's that shouldn't be the tainter of hiring offense you know what i mean like it's like look at it it's like you know we uh gase bowls i mean uh you know i'm sorry sala bowls rex who was before rex mangini it was before him Herm. 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 Al Who's before him again? I'm like, I'm blonde blanking. Uh, Al Gro, Parcells. Parcells. Al Gro, Parcells. You know, it just goes. And then before that, it was, uh, we had Rich Kotite for two years. Mm-hmm. But then it was Pete Carroll. And then before that, it was some offense. We had Bruce Costlett, Joe Walton. They were offensive guys. But since Costlett, it's been Kotite and Gase. That's it. Everybody else has been defense. And it's the same kind of thing. Ground and pound and good, de- boring offense and good defense. And it hasn't worked. I'm sick of it. Mumtaz comes in and says, love JD, but have to be honest. We knew that O-line was trouble. Just check all your videos before the season. It is not like this snuck up on us. I can't imagine uh, why offensive lineman was considered like a secondary thought. I don't think it was considered a secondary thought. I think they very much tried to address the offensive line, and we just didn't have the quarterback at the time. So the time to make the move for Aaron Rodgers was when you could have influenced the offensive line decisions. Orlando Brown didn't want to come here because we didn't have Aaron Rodgers. That would have been the time to make the move for Aaron Rodgers. Didn't make the move. Orlando July. Brown. Go- well, that's what I'm saying. Like if the the move right before the draft made no damn sense. The time to do it is either free agency when you can attract the free agents, or after that when you don't have to waste picks in a year you want to go all in. But Joke's on me. Joe Douglas went on future picks anyway. We didn't even draft guys that we wanted to impact this year. Like, that's what the most infuriating part of this whole thing is to me. And I guess my argument kind of falls apart at that point. But, like, that's what I'm saying. If you want the offensive lineman, you got to trade for Rodgers early to get adv- take advantage of it. This offseason, I think we will be able to take advantage of it. I think we will, like the previous three offseasons, we will offer the top offensive lineman, whether that's Connor Williams or Jonah Williams or uh, Trent Brown or whoever it is, we will offer them the most amount of money, and I think we will get them this year. I agree with Mumtaz, though. We knew. We knew going in this offensive line is in trouble. Like, it has but to be. But do you think it was considered a secondary scenario. thought? I don't, I wouldn't say secondary, but I think that he put a lot more faith in Becton, Brown, ABT, Lakin Tomlinson than, we, than he should have. Absolutely. I think you got to err on the side of caution. So if you whiff on Orlando Brown, you got to do something, man. You got to do something bigger. Maybe using that third round pick. Who do we take in the third this year? Was it Barnes? I think it was Barnes. I think it might have been Zaire. No, Tipman was our second. Tipman was second. Did we not have a third this year? Is that what it was? No, they didn't have a third because the Elijah Moore trade. It was Carter Warren in the fourth. Correct. Carter Warren. Yeah, I don't know fucking taking these injured guys um i don't know i just think more should have been done like wes schweitzer and tristan cologne although we should have kept cologne by the way <laughs> obviously um but uh you know billy turner i i just feel like it was a it was like a it was just like betting on everything to go right and you can't do that here 
You can't. So what do you think we should trade it up? Like instead of going with uh, McDonald, maybe package some things together to move up to get the tackle. Maybe, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'd have to think about it all again. Um, but either way, I think like the Orlando Brown thing. Like once they said, "Oh, he's gonna," I would have upped it. Like if you're if you're that close, I would have I would have gotten him. You know, like the old saying, you know, "Don't let him leave the building." So to speak, you know, figuratively. I mean, we've speaking. had that happen a few times, though. We had it happen with Cousins and Barr, and it wasn't like just a little bit. It was. I'm pretty sure Cousins was like closer to ten million dollars. I think it was like six or seven million dollars. We were beating the Vikings by. Yeah, well, that was a he whole was like, thing. Nah. We had no team. Cousins was never coming here. Never. Sure. Yeah, I think the the yeah. offensive line stuff though. We tried it for Tooney. We tried it for Jack Conklin. We tried it for Orlando Brown. Like literally all three years, highest contracts, and we got struck out. No, we didn't offer Conklin the highest contract. We actually, uh, it was uh, uh, Cleveland beat us by a significant margin, if I remember correctly. Yeah, wasn't it? Um, they gave him like mil a year. What was it? Wasn't it like fifteen million a year or something like that for Conklin? Yeah, yeah, but that's not like a crazy ton. Maybe it was at the well, time. Well, that was four years ago or three, right? Four years ago was that? Three years, years ago, I think. It was like twenty nineteen, the first the first time that happened, I think. Yeah, was, was it really that long ago already? No, because yeah, that, he, was he that contract them last year? Damn, it's been that long already? Jack Conklin's been hey. in Cleveland for a long ass time. I guess I feel like... By the way, it's like yeah, it's like 10 after 10. Too, oh, yeah, sorry. Know. Okay, let's rip through these real quick. Abstrike. Matt, can you go to last week's video and start pulling the uh, timestamp people? Sorry. Uh, Abstrike says, I'm 99% sure Robert Salas started accepting commercial deals because he's worried for his job. He's trying to cash in while he can. Oof. <laughs> The bad thing about that commercial is that his beard is dyed black, which means there was like a three-week window of where that beard was dyed black, and it was all while we were losing. And he felt it was like, all right, let's go shoot a commercial. And it's going to film. It's going to get aired on Black Friday. And I wonder if he knew, like, when it would air. (laughs) I know he doesn't have that on his mind, but, like, someone somewhere must have been like, oh, no, (laughs) what's about to happen? This is going to be pure gold. Um, but yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully we're not filming commercials because we're worried about our jobs. Uh, Lucky Leo says you guys are on fire, especially you, Bean. Love it. And then oh, John hops in. Yeah. Good night. John says you guys are still on Salad JD and Hackett. Unfortunately, yes. It's hard to talk what about else too much more. We're going to talk about our fucking yeah, offensive not- prowess. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about like draft stuff. I feel like it's so early to talk about the draft. Like, I want to get through the like the college playoffs and stuff to know who's healthy who's declaring you could kind of randomly go over some of that stuff i guess i don't know a lot of things to get into a lot of things all right matt you got our uh our list going or well i guess green beans got the list but matt you got our uh yes i'll give you names to add to this list so okay, green Bean, you paying attention here yep i'm ready radimus prime Hulk smash your mom. There he is. It's always such a great name. (laughs) Eric T. Okay. E-boogie. All right. There's Uh, E-boogie. Mutiny Militia.
pure imagination. Sounds uh, like Jets hopes. Yeah, right. Phil Adams. <laughs> all right. And that's Phil Adams. That's all from last week. All right. All right. Okay, so we have a total of 40. 40. All Ooh, right. Baby. All right. So let's see. Random number generator says number 19, Green Bean. That is Sam Aiken, everybody. Oh, man, Sam Aiken. Let's see what we're getting. Sam Aiken. Spin the wheel. It's going to be a pillow. It's going to pillow every friggin' week. It's all weighted this Pillow! Shirt! Oh, he gets a shirt. (laughs) All right. There we go. Sam Aiken. You wind up getting a shirt if you want to just end the tackle search or any of the other shirts that we got available over on TalkingJets.com. Head over to TalkingJets.com. Reach out to us on talkingjetshow at gmail.com or jetstalk247 at gmail.com. I'll get your shipping information, send you out a shirt. Boys and girls, we've reached the end of our show. Let's go around our panel, give our closing thoughts. Greenbean, any last words? For our uh, yeah, guys, we got to do it. We got to get through this one, everybody. So just keep your heads up. We have, all we got is each other. Uh, Greenbean's Jets pod episode 140 is out now. You can find that on Greenbean Jets fan and i'll see you thursday night at eight o'clock for the thursday thick of it matt any last words for our panel uh new just jets tomorrow we talk about what the hell did they do now uh and there's a lot of voicemails to go through so it should be a fun one boys and girls if you want to check out my mock offseason i did put that out on it's either thanksgiving or the day before thanksgiving it still holds pretty true i'm pretty confident and where I'm going with it, but I'm excited to do a few more of those throughout the offseason. So if you like doing mock drafts, mock offseasons, things of that nature, and you're starting to look towards the draft, I have a feeling Jets Talk 24-7 is going to be college talk, draft picks, and prospects offseason 24-7 very shortly. Yeah, Boys and girls, right. been a lot of fun hanging out with you. We'll be back here 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock next week. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S! J-E-T-S! J-E-T-S!